0: This is Free Talk Live, nationally syndicated talk radio that you can control. There's a couple ways you can control the show. You can call in at 1-800-259-9231. Another way you can control the show is to get on our website and submit content that you'd like for us to talk about. And that content gets voted on. You can up or down various articles that you might find interesting and you might like for us to talk about. And I'm your host, Dale. And I'm Nick. And I'm Stephanie. Yeah, so tonight... Uh, We have several things on the agenda to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about the Obama administration and uh, appealing the gay marriage ruling by a, I believe it was a Federal Circuit Court judge. We're going to talk a little, we're going to find out a little more about that when we get into it. And uh, when we talk about that, I also want to talk about the, I also want to talk about the, the whole notion that, that if, if they start allowing gay marriages, that it's an expansion of government, which is something I have a personal dispute with. So hmm. We'll see what you guys think about that. And yeah. if you're a caller and you have a, 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 an opinion on that topic, please call in and let us know what you think about it. We're also going to talk about five popular safety measures that don't make you any safer. That's by Robert Evans over at crack.com.
1: Imagine so, that. And Stephanie, <laughs> you had
0: something you wanted to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah, a bunch of different things. But uh, should we should we launch into the gay marriage topic or the? Yeah, but I
0: want to hear what it I wanted to give give people an update about, give them a heads up on what you were going to talk about.
1: Tonight. Oh, okay. So, um, well, a couple of different things. One is um, a, a little personal annoyance of mine: <laughs> going to the store and getting asked for uh, ID when I'm not buying alcohol, and I'm with a friend who is.
0: That's notorious in New Hampshire, and especially at New Hampshire liquor stores. I think so. Yeah, and I'm sure in a lot of other states too. So maybe people can give us their uh, experiences. Well, it definitely
2: impacts people who are close to the threshold of being over the age of 21 or under the age of 21 a lot more than, say, a lot of 50-year-olds who are out there who presumably they're not going to the store to buy alcohol with Young people, unless it's probably their kid or somebody
0: they have. Or Unless though. someone met them outside out of view and said, Hey, uh, hey, old timer, will you, uh, flip them a 20? Will you That's buy me how a... <laughs> I remember <laughs> <Yeah. it> working. <laughs> and what else did you want to talk about, Stephanie?
1: Uh, well, there was like a big, uh, sex study that came out. So, uh, the results of that are in. We can talk a little bit about them. <laughs> Some <laughs> I, of the shocking conclusions.
0: <laughs> excellent. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds fun. Sex sells. So, indeed. So, uh, yeah. So the, um, in Reuters, we had, uh, Story about the Obama administration appealing the gay marriage ruling. Basically, they decided Tuesday to appeal a judge's rulings that prevented the U.S. government from banning same-sex marriages. A move that could undermine support among President Barack Obama's traditional liberal base ahead of a key election. So, do you, does anyone else find that kind of odd? I mean, I don't find it that odd because I'm used to politicians playing all these well, weird games with numbers and I think <laughs> the it's voter bases. I think it's. I mean, if it's
2: getting into the 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 political strategy a little bit more than I'd like to, but I think what they're probably looking to do is to appeal to so-called moderate voters or independent voters, people who might be more socially conservative than the liberal base, because based on everything I've been hearing, there's an expectation that the the liberal base, the people who are uh, consistently democratic voters are not as likely to turn up to the polls in great numbers. There's not a lot of enthusiasm among those people. So I think what they're trying to do is appeal to that that swing vote in the middle.
0: You know, the, this is a strategy that I'm very familiar with. I used to be fairly involved in politics, and i, I run for office in California and everything. And they do numbers and they hey, are you do a picture polling taking with
3: Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I have my little Arnold Schwarzenegger story where I got to meet Arnold and everything. Well, they do the strategies and and like there's a certain number of voters that you can just count on. You know, there's I think there's this notion that. And I am sure the Obama administration understands this: that the really, really hardcore liberal voters are going to vote for them. Yeah, they're going to vote for Democrats across the board,
1: even if they're not like completely happy with what they're doing. They're still going to they're going to say, "Oh, well, that's the closest." And, to, and when you are yeah.
0: incredibly loyal like that, they, you don't have to work for those votes. Yeah, you know, you you just have to be not as evil as the Republicans, or in the other case, if you are a Republican. Politician. not as evil you as the Democrats. Yeah, just not be as evil <laughs> as the Democrats. Always, you know, evil being in the eyes of the beholder. Well, that's how so.
1: politics works. I mean, it it's like it, nobody can actually accurately represent you, you know? I mean, how can, <laughs> how can anyone other than yourself actually agree with you 100% of the time and be your so-called representative? It's just
0: oh, uh, kind absolutely. of a
1: mistaken idea. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always feel like I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate when I talk about these political stories because yeah. I don't really care about politics. But um. I know. I was going to say, like I,
1: when you mentioned that um, this, this happened on the federal level, I was like, oh God, this is the first time I've heard of it. I, oh, really? I just stopped paying attention to the... <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was alerted by
0: Facebook friends. Well, even stories yeah, like this.
2: Even being somebody who still takes some interest in the political side uh, on the federal level. I, I don't really follow the news as closely coming out of Washington as I used to, because it's just it's just depressing. I mean, if it's a big yeah. story, I'm going to hear about it anyway. But it's just there's I think there's very little you can actually do to affect change. In Washington, D.C., I just don't think yeah. there's very much that I, as an individual, am going to be able to do to steer that ship. You just feel it feels
0: hopeless and, hel- and you feel yeah. helpless. So, what, yeah. you know, why follow it when you can't do anything about it?
2: Maybe that's something we could
1: talk about a little bit tonight because I feel like, okay, I, I was one of those people that I used to watch the news really carefully, like not just on the federal level, but uh, like I kind of did watch it on the federal level and then I got disillusioned with that. And so I started paying attention to, like, New Hampshire news and the like, the more political stuff. I would listen to like NHPR and stuff. And at some point, I just realized like, uh, I I really don't want to be uh like a slave to this anymore. You know?
0: <laughs> I, I I know. Believe me. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was pretty much when I like just you know kind of dissociated from the entire political process. I just feel like when you're paying, you're constantly paying attention to that stuff. You're trying to decide who is the less evil of the options. Or, you know, what bad thing they're trying to do to you next? Yeah, it's just it's (laughs) psychologically it's very uh, chaining. Like, well, it's a lot of
2: trouble for not a lot of gain is really what you're looking at. I mean, you can you can become very angry about the issues. You can do a little bit to actually affect some change with what's going on. So, (laughs) I mean, there's a disparity there. You're going to you're going to experience a lot of probably anger and frustration, you know, trying to steer that enormous ship of state. Turn it around or sink it, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, <laughs> at, and you're probably not going to be able to do very much good. You might be able to blow off a little bit of steam by checking a box in a, at a polling station, maybe once every two years, and that's about it. And there's yeah. if you're paying yeah. close attention, there's a lot more steam than you can blow off. I call that mental masturbation.
0: You, you feel better because <laughs> you're doing something, but you you're not really accomplishing much. So
1: yeah, well, I mean, it may have a where I see a little bit of value in it is like the people who are kind of on the. Um, on the fence and they're they're kind of interested in freedom maybe but they haven't really been exposed to the ideas or whatever you can kind of use current news stories to to demonstrate to them like hey look there was another police brutality today look what happened or look what these politicians are trying to do to you now they want to like do this with your money they want to pass this law they want to like tax soda or whatever you know if you if you're on top of those things you can tell people about them but I, i don't really find much utility to them other than that
0: <laughs> well that's this is an excellent story about that if you think about it because it's one mm-hmm. of those cases where there's this expectation of politicians to do some good to make some change that's going to be substantial and of, of course Obama's slogan was all about change oh yeah you know yes hope we for change or whatever and <laughs> and uh, and here he is you know totally failing his base uh, on a really basic issue that they thought was gonna you know was really important to a lot of you know the liberal base So, <laughs> so in, uh, this says- in addition to civil liberties and and the wars. <laughs> basically, I
2: mean, liberal voters have been disappointed with what he's done there. and Because he's exactly the same as
1: Bush, basically. Pretty, pretty and there's much. There's like almost no difference between them. Yeah. But it's so sad the how they... The difference
0: is mostly rhetoric. Yeah. 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 And not just between him and Bush, but between any any Republican and Democrat politician. There's an awful lot of rhetoric, and then they get into office, and they move to the middle very quickly. Well, it's political yeah. pragmatism <laughs> is what it is. I mean, the, the things
2: that appealed... All you need to retain your office is really to win more than the other guy at the polls. And I think that there's sort of an industry built, as you, as you pointed out, Dale, because you've had some involvement with politics. Politicians, I mean, they have people advising them as to what policies they can act in and to what things they can say in speeches to get more votes come Election Day. And that's the same whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You're still selling yourself to the same public.
0: Telling yeah, them what they, they want to hear. yourself to they, the public. They expire the base when they're running for office, and then they, then they, then they go for those those middle voters, those swing voters. They love to call them swing voters because they're the ones that actually choose the election. The people, the moderates in the middle.
1: This is full of so. dirty metaphors. Selling themselves to the public, swing voters. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we're gonna when we come back in the next segment, we're gonna talk some more about his little his justifications for completely changing. <laughs> or I not I don't want to say his. Oh, it's wow. the Obama administration, so it's nice and. The, the blame is nicely distributed, right? But the idea, we'll, we'll talk a little more about the justification, the justification.
4: Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.
0: This is Free Talk Live. SACL CAI has a full org approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one that do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support FTL. And uh, SACL CAI is also responsible for providing our toll-free line that you can call in at any time, 1-800-259-9231. If you have uh, something to say about the topics we're, t- we're talking about tonight, or if you have a new topic you'd like to bring up, the callers are always first on Free Talk Live. Again, that number is 1-800-259-9231. And uh, just on the in the last segment, we were talking about the Obama administration appeal, uh, seeking to appeal the gay marriage ruling. So we were going to talk a little bit about uh, the justifications on that. And Reuters, uh, the Obama administration filed a notice of appeal with the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts in support of the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, that barred gay marriages, even though Obama had previously opposed the law. Although Obama opposes the law, the Justice Department spokeswoman said that the administration was defending the statute because it was obligated to defend federal laws when challenged in court.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Just doing our job, right?
0: <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that lovely? I mean, it's I, I'm against this law, but... Uh, we, but it's the law. If it is the law, and we don't want the courts to... Over, why can't the courts... If, if you think that if you... But right, it's not the, the law, law anymore, because the court overrules right, it, right? the court overrules it, then, you know, are, it's like, do you, it, it, there seems to be, whenever the courts don't do something... Well, normally I would say if they don't do something that the politicians want, then of course they say, oh, they try to invalidate what the courts are doing. No, no, this needs to be an act of Congress. Why? <laughs> is, is that you know? There's the, we you know we, we went through school. I don't know. We, didn't you all have political science class? And yeah. they talked oh, about the yeah. three branches of, of federal government. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the executive, the uh, I'm trying to remember what they're all called, the judicial Judi- and Judi- the legislative, yeah. right? right? And the, the ju- judicials—they're all supposed to be fairly equal, and their checks and balances right. on each other. This well, is I mean, one of the checks and balances that the the, the founding fathers is so, claim they, so are, important, right? Are
2: they? Are they saying that? Uh,
0: they, so they're appealing this to the Supreme Court. Is is this what they're doing? Because I mean, they are. I'm not sure if the Supreme Court is the very next thing, um, or or, or but they're appealing it to a high.
2: If they're appealing it, they'd probably go into the next highest court. Basically, they're going to try to fight
0: this until they get the answer they want. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a call on the amp line, so let's take that caller and then we will go on from there. Caller, oh, oh, and we've lost him. So call back if you get a chance to. (laughs) But yeah, let's see what they're. um, It's. uh, It was a Massachusetts uh district of Massachusetts the district court the US district court so so, so i don't wait, know they're... what's next after that i'm not that familiar with the structures of the judicial if rate. it was a
2: federal it, it, i think i think it's probably the federal district court because they're based there's i forget how many districts four or five or something and they have you know they they're sort of placed in the states around the country but i think the the Massachusetts the one in Massachusetts rules for I don't know how many states it is. There's a
0: bunch of the ones in the northeast. So I'm pretty sure after that, well that's the, really confusing cuz I would think that's something specific to Massachusetts. It's
2: <laughs> You would think you yeah, well I think what they're doing is they they're hearing up basically the district court rulings stand in the district and they can set precedent until the Supreme Court rules. That's that's my understanding of how it works. So I think what the government's going to try to do here is Force I forget whatever district it is might be the first district to to rec- to basically overturn that ruling so that it applies again in this, that district. Okay, I think our caller
0: tried back. So, caller, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, hey, is this Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
5: it is. I recognized <laughs> your
0: voice.
1: Hello. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, Hello? Jackie?
5: Um, you know, you were just talking about this whole gay marriage thing and the fact that Obama is filing suit to overturn this. And the one thing I've not heard said yet that I feel really needs to be pointed out is that marriage is a state issue. So, I mean, you don't go before the federal courts to get a marriage license. You go before the state court. So it kind of makes me wonder, you know, number one, why is Obama even sticking his nose in it anyway? But how did it get hit any kind of a federal level?
0: Because Again, it's the law. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well God, I mean, the so people crazy. who this want to control it government.
0: right the people who want to control marriage and and of course the, uh, why would you control marriage except to prevent certain people from getting married right the people yeah. who want to control right. marriage just looked for an excuse to say the federal government should get involved and not let states do this and and the whole uh or that you can do it right but the doma the whole point of doma was so that Another state who didn't want to recognize gay marriage didn't have to recognize a marriage for performed in another state. Because normally they're, I'm um, trying to remember what the term for it is, I bet Nick knows, where Reciprocity? one state is supposed to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, resi- well, all, all, yeah. all contracts are supposed to be recognized by, right. by other states
2: under the Constitution. And what they're trying to do here is use DOMA to to basically say that, Well, no. If
0: we're going to make an ex- special right. exception for if gays, wi- right? If if Wyoming,
2: <laughs> yeah, or for or, or for marriage, however you want to look at it, but, right? Well, they uh, say it's just for marriage, but
0: obviously it's, it's, for, it's for gays. gays.
2: It, it pretty much is, and it's basically saying that well, if Wyoming doesn't want to recognize a marriage, con- you know, a marriage from the state of New York, then that's one contract that they can just ignore as not being binding in Wyoming because it's binding in New York, and that's. You would need a constitutional amendment to do that. But, of course, they don't bother with those constitutional steps anymore. They just pass a law.
0: Right. It's easier to just... Well, <laughs> it's hard to pass an amendment, and there's a reason for that, right? It's supposed yeah. to be hard.
2: <laughs> well, well, speaking
1: of... Okay, wasn't there... Okay, okay so the basic, basically there's a conflict between a federal uh, law or something and a, and a state law. But, like, do you guys remember... Um, Maybe about a year ago, Obama was promising to stop the DEA raids on California because on on these um, uh, ops that were selling, you know, medical marijuana and stuff. Because um, he was saying, "Oh, it's a states' rights thing," even though the federal law conflicts with this. I'm going to stop. He, I mean, he didn't stop it, but like He's somehow kinda, he, he ignored the conflict there. But is so, you know, adamant about <laughs> enforcing it here when Massachusetts wants
2: to have gay marriage. and Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, basically, I, I would agree that obviously the federal government doesn't have any any jurisdiction over marriage. It's not one of the 17 powers they were given. And it's a pretty short list. It's amazing the number of programs and laws they've been able to enact based on that short list. But if you want to break it down even further... Um, and this is where I feel weird being the first one to say this since i 'm not the anarchist in the room, but um, that, <laughs> the <odd one> out <laughs> but that i don 't really think that it is a state issue because I think that marriage is either a a private or a religious contract, depending on how you want to look at it i mean if if you <laughs> If you believe in having a government around to enforce contracts, then that's great, enforcing contracts between two consenting adults. But I don't really think this the state should have the authority or has the, any moral authority to tell people who they can enter into contracts with and who they
0: can't. How do you, how do you feel about that, oh, Jackie? Oh, definitely.
5: Hmm. Yeah, well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And one of the things that really just kind of breaks my heart about this whole issue is, you know, one thing that um, – that Obama's forgetting is that the whole reason why government got involved in marriage in the first place was to keep interracial couples from marrying, which is one reason why it resonates with me because I'm actually the product of an interracial marriage myself. So oh. is President Obama. I mean, if <laughs> right. some, yeah. interesting. If, if some people got their way, Obama would not exist because his parents, who are interracial, would never have been able to to marry. And so and here, in fact, that's
0: why. That is the reason. That's how government got into marriages. When uh, it's fairly recent, yeah, that government's actually got into marriages. Yeah. Jackie,
1: that was a great point.
0: Absolutely, I, oh, I was going to bring you. up the same All one. Right. Yeah. Well, Jackie, thank you for the call. And uh, oh, we're thank gonna, you guys. And when we come back, we have another caller. So you can call it one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Thank you. This is Free Talk Live, the talk radio show, nationally syndicated, where you can control the show by calling in at 1-800-259-9231. This is Dale. And Nick. And Stephanie. And we have a caller. Uh, we, we, let's uh, let's take our next call. We've got a call from Vince in Indiana. Vince. You are Hello, on the air. how are
6: you fine folks doing this evening?
0: Hi, I'm doing Very great. Well, how Very
1: well, thanks.
6: You? You guys are, I'm watching you on the podcast. You guys work good, so.
1: Thank you, Vince.
6: I just wanted to mention that this <laughs> last caller, you you know, uh, one of the reasons why we have age and majority laws is, you know, for contracts, so a 40-year-old doesn't engage in a contract with a 16-year-old, say they wanted to get married.
1: Um, in some states, it's legal for anyone to marry a 14-year-old, isn't it?
0: S- well, yeah, it varies. 16 is a fairly common age of consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: But it's not universal. For- and some places no, it's 18. Yeah, it varies
0: from state to state. Typically, there's a parental consent requirement as well. It, it varies from state to state. Uh, all those contracts are generally accepted from one state to another. If, once, you know, if a state has decided to validate a particular type of contract, then other states typically are expected to recognize those contracts.
6: But I, I, The one thing I've always stressed is we should get rid of our age of consent laws.
0: Entirely? Entirely. So a five-year-old
2: should be able to enter into a legally binding contract? They can do it. <laughs> well, you know, believe it yeah. or not,
0: I, I actually I, I you know, I don't believe in age of consent laws per se. I like the, the notion of preventing someone from entering a contract who's not able to and someone really young is not able to 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 consent to certain things. Yeah, I But don't I know don't believe in necessarily an age of consent law is the way to deal with that. I think the way to deal with that is to challenge any particular Someone tries to enter yes. a contract with someone who's too young, say, no, no. You know, the parents, for instance, say, no, no, you can't get married to them and go to court and say, look, this is why my child's only this old and this is they're not able to do that. I can see and that who, working as
2: well. But, I mean, you're going to eventually reach uh, – there's going to be a given standard that's typically accepted basically. on age. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's going to be an, a generally accepted minimum standard. A most, but that, I, I can't but but imagine that's totally, a that's that's totally I different
1: than, different than I have having a, feeling a law. You know, yeah,
0: and that's culturally a thing too. That culturally, there's going to be a sense of this is too young. You know, this this right. age is too young to consent to what, depending on what it is too, right? It's like age of there would be a, a right. typically an age where you say, yeah. oh, it's okay to say that. Like you maybe know.
1: a twelve year old could enter into a contract to babysit for someone else's kids, but. A 12-year-old couldn't enter into a marriage contract and have right. other people
0: see, recognize that contract as legitimate. And I would generally right? consider that. That's pretty young to say consent to sex or something, too. I For think that's a 12 year olds Yeah, I think most cases, sure, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think people generally agree, agree with, with things like that. But, and,
1: uh, and the other thing is I'm not going to – maybe if a 15- or 16-year-old wants to go uh, get married or have sex or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop them by putting them in jail. I don't think that will help them at all. You know, maybe maybe they're not making the best decision in the world, or maybe they are. Who knows? It's not really my place to judge that, and I am not right. gonna. And I don't agree. I don't, I agree. Think, that,
0: I don't yeah. think age of consent laws are going anywhere anytime soon. Most likely, though. Uh, how do, now, how do you feel about? Um, do you do you do you see the sort of arbitrariness? Because all of a sudden, this is about gay marriages. That all of a sudden there the The federal government is stepping in and stepping uh, or sorry excuse me stepping out of its boundaries in terms of what it's supposed to have the power to do to interfere with state contracts
6: yes i but I don't think that's the federal government's purview to enter into con- you know saying who you can and can't associate with or who you can and can't contract with mm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, right. and as Jackie brought up before, it's historically been used for kind of these nefarious purposes, like mm-hmm. preventing certain, uh, you know, interracial couples from getting married or whatever.
0: The in, yeah. the in, in fact, the whole notion of getting a license from the government to get married is fairly new. It only goes back uh, less than a century mm-hmm. that government was even involved in marriage at all. And it was specifically to prevent interracial marriages. When they they created the notion of a marriage license, it was saying, you have to come to us and get permission to enter into this contract, which had traditionally always been handled outside of government, uh, and it was just generally recognized and understood by government once it had been entered entered into, but when you had to start going to the government to request permission, that was so they could deny permission to interracial couples.
1: And do you think that that stopped um, babies of, of, um, you know, multiracial babies from being born no, of course not. Uh, no, I don't think so either, which
0: was probably... this <laughs> made them be born out of wedlock yeah. you know, when the parents would otherwise have, have liked to get married. And- yeah,
1: exactly. It's it's kind of sad. I, as I understand it, um, I don't know, maybe someone could Google this for me, but uh, I I, th- I thought I heard somewhere that Alabama still had uh, a, a law against interracial marriage on the books as, as late as like
2: 1990 or something like that. It's it embarrassing. The, they may have had it on the books. I wonder if that, I mean... It probably was unenforceable, though. I mean, a lot of laws are left on the yeah. books.
1: Although, I mean, some places still have these, like, sodomy laws, you know, that are seldom enforced, but they could enforce them if they wanted to. I believe to. that the was Court overruled.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, those, any laws like that are now not valid because the Supreme Court... But said, it was no. recent. I was in high school
2: when that ruling came out. So as recently yeah. as, I, I forget what year it was, but I think as recently
0: as about six years ago, sodomy laws were still being enforced. Yeah. Which is essentially... A lot of them were going away state to state, and finally right. the federal government said, nope, and sweepingly said right. no more. And that really blew my mind. I really did not expect a court to come in and say, you know, and it was based on the notion of invasion of privacy, which is fascinating, because they invade your privacy for any number of things. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't have a, a problem You would with think it. that's a precedent now. Oh, wait, we get privacy. We have a right to privacy now. So <laughs> anything we're doing in private that's not hurting anyone, we can do. Yeah, But, that's of course, that wasn't... Uh, That wasn't carried through to its logical conclusion. No, well, the
2: courts don't rule. Unfortunately, the courts don't rule based on logic. They rule based on largely like like career politicians. Maybe they're a little bit less influenced by what the public thinks, but people who are on the bench do tend to just give these rulings now based on how they feel about a particular issue. And I think it felt very repressive to be essentially criminalizing Acts between consenting adults. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, probably more. Probably at, I would say probably at least half of the sex acts that people engage in could be classified that way, depending <laughs> on how it's classified, <laughs> because that's anything but the traditional act of sexual intercourse. So
0: that you know, think Missionary. about it. For a minute. And, and let me right. tell you something. People can be awfully creative. You know? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, it's it's like you know, people. Invented airplanes and all kinds of stuff that you know, we're, you know, God didn't mean for us to fly, we weren't born with wings, right? And yet, we're flying. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. but when people do something sexually that's not you know, a little that's a little well, out this, of the norm, the, it's the it's sexual, like, oh, no, 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 co- don't be creative in that
2: way. No, no, no it's no. unnatural, it's not <laughs> God's will. I mean, the sexual code, the, the, what's what was commonly accepted by a lot of Christian denominations is not even in the Bible. I mean, I mean, a reference to the missionary position is not in the Bible, that was made up by people in the clergy hundreds of years afterwards. I forget oh, I forget the name of... I think they they eventually got a sainthood. I forget who it was, but somebody made up most of these rules in the very yeah. early days wow. of the Catholic Church, and they just stuck so around. So you
1: invent something that gives um, millions of people hang-ups <laughs> years into the future, and you become a saint. That's uh, that's pretty yeah. impressive.
0: What do you think about that, Vince?
6: I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I enjoy listening. Because I like all the different viewpoints. And that's one of these things I've always been afraid of. Do
0: you have anything else on your mind tonight?
6: Well, I was... It it, it requires... I'm going to have to study this more on these jury trials because I'm going to law school. And I'm learning something a lot about jury trials that how much of that's changed over the years from when the sheriff would get the uh, jurors to participate. Mm. And they didn't have your name, your address, phone numbers, where you worked, your credit ratings. Get all been so, privatized, hmm. sent to the clerk's office, who either use DMV records or voter registration records. And
0: that's so, are you talking about? You, are you talking about the jury selection process? The jury
6: selection process. Okay. Why should both the prosecute? You know, in a criminal court. What good could the prosecutor and the uh,
3: defense lawyer want to
0: know you people's know, names? I think that would be interesting to explore some more. Uh, you might want to—I I would suggest calling back in and uh, give us a, like an update on the, the jury selection process and what you think about that. Yeah, All right, ready? thanks for the call, Vince. Um, when we get back, uh, you can call in and control the show yourself at one 9231 This is Free Talk Live.
4: American patriots. Would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Uh, you can call in and control the show at 1-800-259-9231.
1: And MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Packs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com
0: Thank you, Stephanie. This is Dale. And Nick. And Stephanie. (laughs) Yeah, and Stephanie. And we... uh, must have hit a nerve or something because all of a sudden our amp lines lit up like a Christmas tree. So we have callers. Um, Let's go ahead and take some. Caller, you are on the air.
7: Hey, Dale. It's Ty in uh, Tennessee. Hey, Probably one of the reasons the uh, lines are uh, lighting up is it's real hard to hear the callers. I don't know if I'm actually going to be coming through. You know what?
0: I think we addressed that during the break because uh, we did notice a sound issue with the last caller, and I think it's better now. You sound a lot louder to me, so uh, I'll find out from some of our listeners if they're hearing you better as well.
7: Kind of like the GCN feed was coming through a little bit faint, too. Yeah, it
0: sounds that way, but I think they did actually pod the levels up, so. Yeah.
2: We got I that ironed out. One cool. of the joys of live radio. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, lovely, uh, excellent. Hey, my first it's night good, trying,
7: to trying to handle the show. a during... uh, good topic. Uh, I think that uh, the callers that I was able to hear hit, hit a lot of the good points. Uh, you know, the big thing is to get the state un- not involved with uh, contracts between people.
8: Hallelujah.
0: That's
7: the people, how they do it, you know. It's up to people. Let's let people be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, well, if, they're not, if they're not harming anyone, and assuming they're equipped to make a decision about entering into a contract, again, someone who's way too young or who doesn't understand what they're getting into, you know, there's, that, that's understandable. Or if for some reason they're they're like impaired in a way that would prevent them from being able to consent to a contract. Then you know, other than that, uh, aside from that, let let people be let consenting adults enter into contracts with each other
1: and how often do like in today's society how often do people sign contracts that they're legally bound to by the the system of contract law as it is but that they never read or they don't understand or whatever but you signed it so you're bound to. you know like right especially when i'm thinking of like you know when people uh, get released from jail and there's these terms or you know of your of your bail or whatever and then <laughs> it's like how can you how can you really understand that and if you have any objections you can't exactly negotiate oh, you know? I love
0: there's usually language in there that you know you're signing saying that you understand this when in fact the right. legal matters usually when the state itself is trying to get you to enter into a contract about jail or, yeah. uh, or some obligation it's, it's actually quite elaborate the law that you're right. expected to understand they want you to sign that document though try to tell them no I don't fully understand all the ramifications of this yeah. and they don't want to answer your questions about it so
1: yeah <laughs> uh, even like so, you know sometimes when you sign like a cell phone contract there'll be a clause In there, and it's like, well, whoa! I didn't, I don't remember reading that. You know, the what? There's a three hundred dollar
0: early termination fee. Oh my god! My, you know, I'm I'm about to pay a fee because I know I'm never gonna get it. I'm never gonna get this resolved. You know, that the banks with all their lawyers and their stuff and their they can report stuff, and I'm never gonna get these issues resolved. But I. I had fees that stuck on my account that I had never heard of in my oh, life. That's so and I'm, infuriating. And, I'm just, and I tried to fight them on it, and I'm just—I've given up. I'm—if I just—if you know, I want my life to go on and be able to do banking, I just have to deal with this and suck it up and take it. So, uh, Nick, you had it, something.
2: Well, I was going to point out that the idea getting the state out of the the marriage contract—it while it allows people, for instance, gay couples to a- essentially enter into a a marriage, enter into a contract. What it also does is, number one, it takes it takes the state out of the equation in terms of approving, because that's, that's where this gets muddied up, is that a lot of people, especially on the religious right or, or, or just politically conservative, they object to the idea of state-sponsored, state-issued licenses for gay marriage because they see that as a state endorsement. And if you really want to address that issue... Just get the state out of it entirely because if the state is not involved in marriage, well, wh- who do you have left? You have individuals, and then individuals don't have to, you know, in terms of what the big debate now is would you call it marriage? A lot of people will say, oh, well, I believe in civil unions. That's a supermajority think that basically gay couple should have all the same functional rights.
0: They just don't want to call it. You don't but, get the name. You don't, you know, right. They don't want to call it
2: that. Well, what, but if you're a member of, a, of, a, of, a, of an orthodox Christian denomination or something like that, I could see why your personal views, you wouldn't call it marriage. Sure. But those churches are still free not to perform the, the don't ceremonies. Don't perform
0: it. Don't recognize that, it. You don't have to don't recognize it
2: personally as marriage. You don't, you, ha- you don't have to call it yeah, marriage. Don't call it. Call it
0: what you want, you yeah. know. Uh, but but the couple, I expect the couple's going to call it what they want, too. So, yeah. you know.
7: Also, some immoral uh, practices by places like hospitals, you know, that, that deny uh, gay couples from visiting each other when they're sick.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, that's one of the worst know, so things about that's the, state the whole isn't in,
7: The state is involved quite a bit in hospitals, and yeah. there's also uh, hospitals are religiously based. You know, uh, uh, the, the the Catholic Church is involved in, with, with many uh, with many hospitals as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, they run a lot.
7: That I think people need to address too uh, is when they see this injustice, they need to to take that up with that particular hospital if they're not if they're denying people from from seeing somebody they love just because they don't agree with their uh, their sexual preference. And you yeah. know that needs to be addressed.
1: It seems like that would be like a customer service thing, right? If you're if you're running a hospital and you want to serve your customers well you're going to let them have whatever visitors they want that are going to cheer them up and make them feel better. But no, the government steps in and they have these laws like HIPAA, the privacy regulations and stuff, and all these other federal laws and, and state laws that say that, you know, like restrict people from getting visitors. And so it just goes against that, what
2: seems natural. Is it natural.
7: actually the state that can that, or is that just a hospital policy?
2: It can be I'm both. Kind of yeah, it's probably both. It, it, it can be both, but I think that the, there is some, as Stephanie was pointing out, there, there's some... There's some law that goes into why the policy exists because there is liability through things like HIPAA if you're letting just anybody you, you can't just let anybody and everybody I was wander in. Thinking
0: right. of liability issues. It so much comes down to liability issues. People are being afraid of being but sued. But if it was yeah.
2: I mean if it was stripped down to the hospital, you know, just saying no, you can't visit your partner because you're gay, uh, that would be in, in, in most if not all parts of the country. That would be very bad PR. I can't imagine that attracting more people to the hospital and attracting more donations. Yeah. And I think would, that, that the culture lose.
0: has changed and there was time not oh, that was, long ago right. when it wouldn't have been that bad of PR. I mean, fortunately yeah. the culture has changed a lot in the last 20 years, especially in the last 10 years where that's not really, that's not cool in the general view <laughs> to, to to discriminate so blatantly against certain class people. Yeah, and what a good, people, what a good thing
1: gay. that is that, you know, most people aren't like going, yeah, that hospital didn't let those gays in, you know, <laughs> like... I'm, I think
0: a lot of it just has to do with, with gay people coming out to their friends and family and everybody knows yes. somebody personally now. So all of a sudden it's personal. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. now they're discriminating against my buddy Susan or Joe, or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, or my sister hating. or that's- my cousin... Right. there's aunt. still some
2: haters out there there's definitely still a lot of anti-gay animosity out there oh yeah. sure it's, it, but yeah, it's, unfortunately. it's it's definitely it's not as acceptable anymore and it's not as pervasive as it was i would think that now it really is a minority of people who are out and out you know they dislike gays they hate them that kind of thing i think that's a relatively small group of people
1: there there's still a lot of homophobia though in the culture i mean like Dale had a Facebook post about this a while ago. Oh, like I did? Guys that say no homo, like whenever they. Oh, right. You know?
0: I, I did a joke about it. I started saying, I started someone I started adding no homo whenever I say anything gay, <laughs> which was a joke on my part because I say a lot of gay stuff on Facebook. So if I start adding no homo, you know, every time, and it's also silly because I am homo, so it's <laughs>
1: exactly. it was
0: sarcastic. But anyway, you should say no hetero. Yeah, no hetero. <laughs> I don't know. If I ever if I say something, oh, you, you know, Stephanie, your hair looks nice today. No hetero. <laughs> You know. Oh, I like those shoes, Stephanie. No hetero. <laughs> Just so you know I'm not hitting on you. you know,
1: exactly. Whatever. Well but yeah, and then there then there's the double standard between you know, men and women. Like, you know, if I if I walk down the street like with my arm around a girl and like even if we're just friends like everyone's like oh that's so beautiful you know but if two guys walk down the street together there are certain people who would look at that and say oh bleh, yeah, I don't want to see lot that. Of it's, yeah. A
0: lot of homophobia is actually sexism based. Yeah. It has to do with gender stuff because yeah. you know, yeah women can get away with it and it's like well that's okay women can be affectionate together but if two guys <laughs> yeah. are totally hetero and and just you know like you, the guys just aren't allowed to do that. Yeah, oh, dude, you can't dude, express just me. a little bit of affection you know, <laughs> and just have your, your arm around a friend or something. You have um, seen guys hug, too. They have to hit each other. They can't, they yeah. can't, they can't hug normally. You have to or smash them. Or the Christian, Christian side <laughs> it has hug. You to be a violent hug, you know? Or the Christian side hug. I yeah.
2: have, I, I, as, as the, I guess the only straight guy in the room, I I've have straight friends who I hug. Oh,
0: it's I, not... I, I, you don't seem like the type that has to do that. It's, it's like there's certain <laughs> types, you know? The, the, the insecure
2: guys. The, the Neanderthal types. Well, I, yeah. think, I think the thing about... I think people are more aware of the insecure types
0: now, and they don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ty, um, thanks for the call. And when we come right. back, yeah. you can join in by calling 1 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, nationally syndicated talk radio that you can control by calling 1-800-259-9231. You can also visit our website at news.freetalklive.com for all kinds of updates about Free Talk Live. You can get connected with Free Talk Live on Twitter or on Facebook. And uh, tonight, this is Dale. And Nick. And Stephanie. And we were just talking about the Obama administration appealing... Appealing the gay marriage ruling of a of the Massachusetts the District of Massachusetts uh district court federal district court Uh, and and uh one of the quotes here is it says as a policy matter the president has made clear that he believes DOMA is discriminatory and should be repealed said Justice Department spokeswoman Tracy Schmeller the Justice Department is defending the statute as it traditionally does when acts of Congress are challenged so they're implying here that any time an act of Congress is challenged, it, it, should be, it should be challenged. Or sorry, any time um, an act of Congress is challenged, it should be appealed by a district by a court decision. So uh,
1: she's trying to say that, like, oh, well, he disagrees with it, but he has to do it anyway. Is that yeah, basically it? I'm not why? buying that's, it. That's kind yeah. of, well,
2: I, <laughs> I don't want to play devil's advocate. What I, although the, the Supreme Court, when you are talking about overturning an act of Congress... Well, I would like them not to appeal it because it would just let DOMA die, and I think that's the right thing to do. I don't think DOMA is a constitutional law anyway, Um, and so if a lower court strikes it down, I really see no point in appealing it to the Supreme Court to have it – it should be struck down again. But I I think the idea they're going for here is that the Supreme Court is really the only court that – with sufficient authority to check the legislative branch, to check Congress – I can kind of see what they're saying, but I think they're using that as a justification to oppose gay marriage, basically. Or to oppose it without opposing it for political purposes.
0: Yeah, it sounds a little bit contrived. It says the rulings being appealed by the government were made in July by U.S. District Judge Joseph Taro in Boston, who found the law violated the U.S. Constitution's 10th Amendment, which protects states' rights and the clause granting equal protection under the law. Under his ruling, same-sex couples would be entitled to the same federal spousal benefits and protections that are afforded to heterosexual married couples one of the challenges was brought by the state of massachusetts and the other by several couples including an employee of the us postal service nancy gill who could not obtain coverage for her wife marcel latorno on her family health and vision plans The appeal comes at a tough time for obama who has been trying to shore up his liberal base ahead of the contentious congressional elections with when his fellow democrats are expected to lose many seats to republicans democrats could lose control of the house of representatives Uh, You know, this seems odd to me because they're saying that, you know, well, it's it's like he's making this bold move that could risk elections when it sounds to me, this seems like exactly the kind of move that's made for election purposes.
2: I don't think it's a, well, I don't think it's a move that is going to have much influence on the election, personally. I I don't think that, I don't think that DOMA is really what is on most people's minds, most people who are heading to the polls. And I think that, uh, I don't think it'll make very much a difference one way or the other. I think the Democrats are going to get. They're going to get hosed this November. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're talking about whether it's going to be a worst case scenario or whether they're just going to lose a lot of
0: seats. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the general view seems to be, at the very least, they're going to lose the majority. I don't know. Right. I, mean, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard does say it say really they're make only going to lose it by a little though? bit, you know? Well, no, it, it probably
2: won't make a real difference, but I mean, from there. It, it makes a
0: difference. It, if whoever's got the majority has uh, a podium. Right. right. They have a bigger sort mm-hmm. of a they have more control over the, the what's going on and and the actual runnings day to day. Right.
2: right. I mean, the only thing I can say that's good if if the Republicans manage to get control of the house is that you do tend to see the pace of legislation slow down a little bit if it's a, if the legislative branch is in the control or at least one house is in the control of a minority party and. The executive or, or the executive branch is in control of a minority party. They kind of slow each other down by fighting with each other, which is good because they pass fewer laws.
0: No, yeah, I, I think it's good. I guess some people may not think so. <laughs> most, <laughs> I bet most of the people listening to this show would think that's good as well. So um, we, I think we should um, maybe we should take another call. Sure. So uh, we have George in Texas. So uh, George, uh, what do you feel about all this? George in Texas, going once. Oh, and we lost him. So, uh, yeah, George, if you uh, if you have something, uh, go ahead and give us a call back. We'll try you again. Uh, again, the number if you want to call in and, and join the conversation or bring up a new topic is 1-800-259-9231.
1: About the whole defensive marriage thing, wasn't that uh, Bob Barr who...
0: Yeah, I believe so. Uh,
1: ...made that up and was you
2: know, responsible for it? He was it. Well, against for an those amendment you, for what it's worth. To backtrack, um, though, for those who don't know who Bob Barr is, though, because, I mean, he was kind of... If you're not a libertarian, you probably weren't following Bob Barr, but Bob Barr, Republican congressman, then he decided once he got voted out of office that he joined the Libertarian Party so that he could run for president. And basically, he ran on a less pro-freedom platform, really. Uh, not I mean, you can leave his record when he was in office aside, but just his platforms, the things he was saying he wanted to do, they were less libertarian than – some elected Republicans. I mean, he wasn't even that libertarian by the standards of the GOP. Uh, yeah you know, I, 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 I mean talk about watering down it's funny. the message
0: it's funny too because it, it it's like well we need to moderate the message if we're going to have any chance So if you don't have any chance anyway what a sacrifice you made and the, got nothing in return the, the libertarian party decided hey let's
2: water down the message so that we can experience even more pitiful returns and that's exactly what's happened. There, there was this move in the Libertarian Party to basically let's try to be one of the big boy parties, and we'll get or we yeah. have Bob Barr, we have a, a real politician who is in office. Well, yeah, but if you're going to lose all, all your principles anyway, then what's the, what what's the point? I mean, the Let, Libertarian let's Party let's right unicorns
0: to Congress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so George is trying back. Um, let's try let's try George again. George in Texas. Oh, and, we, and he, we lost him again. No, oh. George, yeah, get a new phone, George. George is in a bad Sorry. cell. Maybe it's Sorry. just a part of Texas. You're, you're you still can. welcome to call us, but call us from a different phone, because whatever you're calling <laughs> us from is, you know, it's probably a government phone. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, um, it says a key concern has been whether those who have supported Obama in the past will show up to vote in the November 2 midterm elections. He has opposed same-sex marriages, but supported civil unions and extended some benefits to gay partners of federal employees. Gay rights activists have argued that the legal battle was won for equal rights, while their opponents, including religious conservatives, have argued same-sex marriages are a threat to the traditional family. Massachusetts was the first state to legalize same-sex marriages and has been followed by a handful of other states. The state attorney general, Martha Coakley, said they would defend the district court ruling at the appeals court. Quote, DOMA is an unjust, unfair, and unconstitutional law that discriminates against Massachusetts married couples and their families, she said in a statement. A lawyer for the Gay and Lesbian Advocates and Defenders organization, (GLAD), which represented Gill in the challenge, said they are confident in the strength of their case. DOMA brings harm to families like our plaintiffs every day, denying married couples and their children basic protections like health insurance, pensions, and social security benefits. Mary hmm. Bonotto, what do you think
1: about that, Dale? Denying married couples... These government benefits, right?
0: Well, okay. that's the reasoning. You know, I said I wanted to talk yeah. about this whole notion that to extend to extend con- this contract to gay couples, to allow gay couples to do it, is an expansion of government. Uh-huh. And so what you'll hear, I know people who will say that's their reason for not supporting gay, you know, ex- uh, allowing gay couples to marry the same way straight couples marry. Yeah. And the whole idea is that's an expansion of government. I won't, and they say, I don't support any expansion of government. Government should be out of marriage, and I completely agree. I don't want to support any expansion of government. I want government oh, yeah. out of marriage. I do not see uh, what what you're doing. It's, there's what you're doing is there's this contract that the, the state is denying to some people, and that is a government intrusion, in my opinion. If you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. we're saying con- people should be able to enter into contracts, and this whole notion of denying it just to, to a certain group of people is a government intrusion, and so it, it's, I don't see it as an expansion of government. To say, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to discriminate. Well, we're not going to specifically dis- pick this certain group of people say they can't do it, but everyone else it can. It would be kind
2: of like saying that, well, it would, presuming that black people still were not being recognized as people, it would be kind of like saying, well, the government shouldn't recognize that black people are people because then they'd actually be able to collect Social Security benefits. I mean, well, that's essentially what you're saying. Is well, yeah. we, we couldn't do that because yeah, that would make the size government of the smaller. State. The answer is to do away with things like social security. Not yeah. Yes, I'll, I'll talk some more about the benefits.
0: Classes. We'll talk about some of the financial benefits of marriage. You know, there is the understanding that people are getting certain things out of it. Um, you can call in at one 9231 This is Free Talk Live.
9: Hey everybody, Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net
1: This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> you should go to our website, go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see the Shrine of Female Listeners. And uh, I'm introducing this because I'm the only female here.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I really like uh, a female talking about the Shrine of Female Listeners. Uh, is this you know, not creepy? Tell us, tell us a little bit of what the, <laughs> the whole idea behind the Shrine of Female Listeners.
1: Well, uh, the idea behind the Shrine is basically that... Um, talk radio is kind of traditionally uh, a male dominated thing and uh free talk live. Uh, would like to show its appreciation for the females who listen and, uh, amp the show and, and all that. So you can go there to see their pictures. Um, Ian always likes to say it's not a beauty contest. Ladies of all shapes and sizes, young and old, um, just hanging out. Right,
0: and and of whom there are many, quite a growing number of female listeners who are enjoying Free Talk Live.
2: You can can see me on there, right? I'm on the She Talk Live uh, picture. (laughs) Yep, that's right. (laughs) And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? you can join the free state project at freestateproject.org that's freestateproject.org
0: so yeah we were just talking about uh whether or not gay marriage uh, allowing gay marriages in in addition to straight marriages is, is an expansion of government and some people would point out that there are certain financial benefits to marriage that you know where you get government money and an example is social security and my thought is uh well, and that's a good example because you know if you if you are married, you get you will in, enjoy uh, certain social security benefits. W- one of the things that will happen is um, you'll actually have you'll you'll probably have less actually. Like a, a couple will not get as much as they would get individually if they were not married. Yeah, first of all, that's true uh,
1: for people who not, you know not, pay in federal income taxes too, right? The,
0: yeah, isn't there yes. sometimes a penalty? Sometimes to, uh, there's there's a marriage tax. Actually, yeah. you'll end up paying more. So there's some things like that. Um, there is a case where if the if you're if you're a married couple and one of you has a high um uh a high amount they get and the other then the other person whoever had the highest amount that's the amount you start getting. Yep. You no longer get the joint amount which is higher, mm-hmm. always higher. But you get uh you know one you get the you get the higher of the two after that point. So say let's mm-hmm. say the the male either the male or the female um in the case of a straight marriage <laughs> would get um <laughs> Would normally, you know, the, let's say the male normally makes, ma- makes more Social Security because maybe that was the person who worked the most. Uh, and so that that would be, you know, and let's say that he died first. Well, the, the, the wife could get that amount, but they'd stop getting the joint amount anymore. Yeah. But usually when they're married, if you're married, you're getting less Social Security benefits. You're probably paying more in taxes. It, that's not always the case. In many cases, you're paying more in taxes. There's potentially some financial benefit you could get, but in a lot of cases, you might be penalized. And I and I think that um, the point is too. The other thing about Social Security is you pay it into that, you know, and, and usually you don't get anywhere near back what oh, you paid no, into. Oh no, I
1: don't expect to get anything back.
0: Right? <laughs> to, oh, in our generation, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm saying yeah. right now, even yeah. right now, you don't get back what you put into it. Are you usually. 20 but,
2: years older than me? Do we even count as the same generation?
0: Oh, I shouldn't do that. I should. I, I'm I, really I not going to, to, to get anything. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say even my generation, and you're right. I'm a couple generations ahead of you. I don't know if I'd say but, a couple,
2: but but certainly, I I don't think you can expect to get back. What you put into Social Security, not to mention your employer has to put in too. So it's really private money being kicked money in that they could be paying you, but they're right. not because they're giving it to the right. The they fed. stole it. I mean, they they were supposed to be setting it aside for decades, and they haven't.
0: And know. so again, since the whole point of licensing, of creating a marriage license, was to so that they could deny some people the right to get married, they could say you know, it used to be anyone could enter into this contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was generally it was a, it was a heterosexual thing, of course. I mean, people weren't doing well because it was a religious right? thing, but it was a religious thing. Or, or you know, primarily religious thing. I'm mm-hmm. sure there was uh, you know, uh, it, but it was a contract that they decided we're going to start denying this to some people. That was the government intrusion. Was denying some people the right to marry, not allowing black, uh, interracial couples to marry, was a government intrusion. So when they stopped denying interracial couples from marrying, that was actually a rollback of government. Yeah. In my I, opinion. And I agree if they with you. stop denying gay people getting married, that is a rollback of government. And so one of you, uh, if we have a listener who feels that um, that, uh, that, that allowing gay marriages is, is an expansion of government because government is hoarding the licenses, um, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, actually, let's take a call because we do have a call from Sean in Meadville, Pennsylvania. So, Sean, how do you feel about this? Oh.
9: Uh- I, you know what, it don't really matter to me. It's you know, you want to do that with another guy or another woman, that that's your business. I don't care. You know, I've never really I don't look at it like that. Well
0: when you say do that, you mean yeah. enter into a contract where you're considered family and can visit each other in the hospital and can collect certain social security benefits. Is is that what you mean oh, when, no, you say, when you say when you do like that? The, uh, I'm talking
9: about, you know, the uh, little sexual weddings and all that. I mean it don't matter to me. I don't I don't care. None of that really bothers me.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. what what were you calling me about tonight?
9: Oh, I was calling. I heard, like, last week, you guys hear from, a, like, a Reverend Peel? Uh, I'm,
0: I'm may not familiar. To. I may not have been listening to the show that particular night. Can you give us a give us a quick update about what that was about?
3: Well, this, this guy is a nut, okay? <laughs> He's got, like, a uh,
9: trailer out in the middle of the woods, and there's, like, I don't know, probably, like, 20 people that actually go there. So he does exist, because I see him the other day down this dirt road, and he, uh, He's actually carrying a cross on his back. This guy is absolutely crazy. Where is he's this? In and, what's that?
0: Oh, where, where is he located? Where?
9: He's in Meville. He, he's, a okay. I mean, he's in Meville. He, I mean, he did call in, and I know the guys don't believe that he's actually a reverend. I don't even know if he's really a reverend, but I know he has, like, a little following. At the, I mean, this dumpy trailer out in the woods.
2: What kind of nutty things does he do? I mean, is this, like, one of those places where you handle snake,
0: poisonous snakes and drink strychnine, things like yeah, that. That's actually in South Georgia, where I'm from. Oh, I'm no, from North Georgia. There's a huge difference between Atlanta, Georgia, and, like, South Georgia. It's night and day. <laughs> it really is. It's like a, you know, it's like it's like a, a falling off a culture cliff. Okay. So. Yeah.
3: This guy is, I mean, they hand
9: out pamphlets and stuff. They're always, like, down around the streets. And I, he's, a, he's like an extremist. I missed a call,
2: though. Like, what, what, what's, his, what's his shtick? What's his thing? Like, what, what's he pushing?
9: Oh, he's he's all about like uh, I don't know, like the end of the world rapture kind of guy. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, fun. Really There's him, a lot yeah. of that. There's a lot of that. <laughs> like I said, he was walking down a dirt
9: road the other night, and he had a cross on his back.
0: <laughs> wow. Was he like dragging it Jesus style? Oh yeah. Like a huge cross, <laughs> and did he put have a did he have a crown of thorns or anything like that? Uh, no, he, Not no quite. he
9: just had, like, his uh, denim leaves on and, you know, like,
3: his uh, Walmart shoes. And <laughs> I
0: guess, I guess <laughs> in context, this would be this is probably more relevant if, if, if for people who had heard his call. You're trying to give them some context about who this guy is, right? Yeah. He's, well, he's he's like,
9: like, in. He was yelling about the brothels and stuff. Uh, you know, they're all for the brothels. And he was yelling about, you know, it's sinners. And he said, next thing you know, they're
3: going to have homosexual brothels.
0: We can only Ooh, home. Probably, oh, my I'm goodness. A, I'm going to go there. I um, think I probably um, I'll try, do. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go there on coupon night. I'm kind of frugal. <laughs> I'm kind of frugal, but I'll go, you know. I don't know.
9: If you ever calls a gun, you guys should get him all wound up. Like I said, he is a nut. He's probably You're listening should, right now. You should go over What's to his, his trailer and ask him to
1: call in. <laughs>
9: no, no, no. I'd stay away from
3: him.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're, yeah.
1: We're,
3: we're
9: you know, you see a little caravan
4: coming. I always get the kids inside. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Yikes.
0: All right, Sean. Well, thank you for the call. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in and control the show at 1-800-259-9231. We want to hear from you.
8: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com
0: this is free talk live you can uh, check our website at wiki.freetalklive.com ftl's 2000 plus page user editable wiki where you can find out all kinds of things about show hosts and different subjects about that free talk live covers my page is kind of short on there I yeah, I cheated. have a really short page there too. I think so. You guys should go in there and like edit and add cool quotes that people say and all kinds of stuff. If you hear a really <laughs> cool quote you hear that you like uh, from uh, if you hear a host say, then you know, put it in there. You know, update it. You can edit it yourself. So of course, I should
2: cool. say it probably sounds odd to people because if they've been listening to the show for, well, more than a few weeks and less than, you no, know, about a year, they probably haven't heard. I used to be a more regular co-host. It's actually this is the first time I've been on FTL I think in almost a year.
0: Yeah, I, I, did I take your spot? Uh, you, are you, you on couldn't... Tuesday nights now? No, no. Oh, I used to be. <laughs> I, I, I took the, your spot for a while. But there was some I shuffling around Fridays. there, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I had some some job changes that took place, and so waking up very, very early in the morning doesn't really lend itself to doing a radio show late until the night the night before.
1: Ah, who needs sleep? You'll sleep when you're dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear
0: you. I'm going well, I, up I sleep so when I die. Sleep. Right. So this is your host, Dale. <laughs> and Nick. And Stephanie. And this is Free Talk Live, nationally syndicated talk radio that you can control. You can call 1-800-259-9231 and talk about whatever you like. We were just talking about gay marriages. And uh, so, yeah, my opinion, and I think we we dealt with it, was that uh, it's it's not an expansion to start allowing gay people to get married. It's, expansion
1: of government. You it's mean. not
0: an expansion yeah. of government. Sorry. Yeah. To allow gay people to get married. It's, it's actually a rollback of government when you stop intruding into the contracts for certain people and stop denying certain people a contract they should be allowed to engage in.
1: Yeah. I like that. Thought. I like that uh, uh, way of looking at it, Dale. And I also think that I, I kind of see some parallels to um, immigration um, because like Okay, with immigration, there are a lot of people say like, oh, you know, you don't let those illegals come in there because they're taking all this welfare and stuff. Well, you know, you should argue against the welfare, not against the people trying to walk across arbitrary
2: lines in the sand, you know. Not to mention that if they are, you should you should argue against that. And if they are getting welfare, it's probably through fraud because you, you actually do need a social security number to get pretty much all government aid. So unless you're somehow, if the, unless you're arguing that, oh, well, I don't know, they're going to free clinics that are kind of sponsored by the government. You have to go kind of interact. That,
0: that's it, really. That's about all the, the right. I mean, the, the, what I would hear in California was they were talking about the, uh, how the emergency rooms had to take them in and stuff like that, you know, and, and they were in, and so that's the, I think some of the more educated crowd understands that it's, it's really things like that. It's not so much the stuff where you sign up paperwork and you're getting regular checks and and things like that, right. because a lot of them are using someone else's social security number, and that person, you'll have someone who's allowing a whole bunch of illegals to use their social security number, and on their record, that person has worked 10 jobs all at the same time, and they're well, accumulating massive social security benefits. That's the
2: thing, is that many, many undocumented workers who come in, they're actually paying into the system, because and not they are out. illegal, and they're not going to go, you know, they're not likely to go to the welfare office under... You know, especially if it's like John Smith, and you and, know, and then there's some white guy. Raúl Martinez ass. from Guatemala. You're yeah. not going to go and use. They're paying things.
0: into it. Some white guy sitting on his ass is collecting like ten. Right, the benefits the red, of ten different well, people. Uh,
2: everybody who's a U.S. citizen who uses those systems is dr- drawing out of that pool of money that many illegals are Just they're 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 paying the taxes. They're just not receiving any of the benefits, and they'll be deported if they're caught. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't know it just it it seems um it it just seems like you should focus on um you know government f- forcing uh you know these hospitals to not allow people to visit or government forcing companies to give uh health insurance to partners or whatever uh, uh, those are the things that are the expansions of
0: government right regardless of who they apply to it's not i, I can see i can see that i guess the idea that you, you know if you make because if you're making someone. Like a company honor a contract, uh-huh. uh, you know. I, 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 you know, as a libertarian, of course, I do believe companies should be able to decide whether to honor any, you know, whether to, oh, to, to treat that or yeah. not in a certain way. But uh, absolutely. That would get but me in in some cases, with... there are laws
1: that's you know <laughs> yeah. state laws that say like uh you know these companies have to provide health in most insurance cases. For the
2: partner. They they don't, yeah, I mean, in most cases, they don't have a whole lot of latitude in what they recognize and what they don't. Especially yeah, but, with things like benefits plans and insurance. I mean, with equal opportunity employment rules, I mean, it's very heavily regulated. And businesses have very few choices, not just in terms of doing things that we would con- most of us would consider discriminatory, like not covering partners in, in gay marriages or partnerships, whatever you want to call them, or not covering people of a certain race, but they're given very little latitude sometimes in what kinds of plans they can offer, period i mean
0: uh-huh. yeah well and, and, and very to me strong. that's a different area you know you're uh-huh. talking about whether or not government forces a company to recognize um, recognize a marriage contract and do certain things for married couples and things like that that's something else than whether or not again you have this this certain kind of contract that the government has decided to take over and then to deny to deny it to certain people. Oh yeah, they're it, t- yeah, they're totally separate. To people. Yeah, it's yeah. a separate issue. So I still say it's not I still say it's not an expansion of government to start allowing gay gay people to get married.
1: I don't think so either. So. And you just sound like such a jerk when you say they shouldn't be able to get married. <laughs> well, there's always that. You just
8: you're just a jerk.
3: Well, it's not I mean, <laughs> that's true. I said that
1: in not the most tactful way, yes, but uh it's just bad PR, you know. It's uh, like, so, when someone says something like that, it's like, you jerk, Why, what are you yeah. saying that
0: for? You know? it, it seems awfully... What
1: are you, a bigot bu- or
0: something? A yeah. very busybody attitude. Yes. Speaking of busybody attitudes, how about uh, you're walking, you're you're right behind your friend and maybe you're chatting oh, yeah. in the line at the grocery <laughs> store or something and they've bought they've got a six-pack of beer. Yes. And the gro- so, the, so the, the grocery store, of course, doesn't want to get in horrible trouble with the police who will come and take their license, take, you know, get them in all kinds of... All kinds of trouble. Yeah. So they card the person who's buying the six pack of beer, right? And
1: then they card me, <laughs> right
0: now. Th- but why are they carding you? You're not buying the beer, right?
1: Because I might be doing a sting on them, <laughs> because they're. I, I guess they've been burned by their own enforcers trying to get the uh, these stings.
0: Um, and this is the whole notion of someone trying to get someone else to buy alcohol for them because they're not twenty one or something. Is that the idea? Yes, I actually. But now, that, who's responsible in that case? If, if let's say let's say there's a a teenager hanging out in the in the dark corner outside the convenience store is like, hey, hey, pops, <laughs> hey, sh- sh- pops, he flashes him a twenty. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, and of course, a six pack of beer will only cost you you know less than half that maybe. And you keep the change. And pops and say, hey, keeps yeah, the change. Yeah, keep the change, man. Will you give me give me a six pack, will you? Yeah. And that's what they're afraid of, right? You know yeah. And so who's responsible? Let's say, okay, the, the teenager standing in the dark corner, pops, pops, we're going to call him, comes up, you know, he takes the 20, out of view of the cash- cashier, goes mm-hmm. inside, buys a six-pack of beer, walks out, pockets the cash, hands the six-pack to the to the guy, to the teenager standing in the dark corner. Yeah. How can the cash- cashier possibly ever even know that that happened? Oh, no And what way. can he do about it? And who's responsible? Well, I don't you know. There's not really,
2: as far as I know, there's not a law in the books where they usually do it, at least here in New Hampshire, what I've run into, being somebody who's just over uh, the state drinking age. Wait, there's not a law that says that grocery stores have to ID
1: anyone who walks there's, through the line with somebody else who's buying alcohol? Is that what you meant?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's not a law that says they're responsible for all this. I've heard right. figures for New Hampshire as high as 20 to 25 percent of total alcohol sales end up going to people who are under the age of 21. <laughs> well, you have to figure there are a lot of colleges wow. in the state and young people in high school, they drink Heavily, I mean, if you took high think oh, about yeah. it, take, take the the professional alcoholics and high school kids out of the equation, not, you really wouldn't have that many beer companies around. Yeah, <laughs> there's this
1: there's something going on right now with one of the colleges in New Hampshire where the the town it's in a small town and the police chief is like really cracking down on the frats and sororities and is charging them with felonies because uh you know serving alcohol to uh, supposedly underage people and you know what that does is just makes people afraid to take their friends to the hospital when they're, you know, very intoxicated and maybe in danger. It makes people um, want to drink underground and just try to keep it as much of a secret as possible. It teaches kids that they should binge drink uh, before. And not even kids. It teaches people that
2: they should binge drink people who are under tw- the arbitrary well, you establish age of 21. Your drinking habits before you but Most oh, people start to establish their drinking habits before they're 21. And yeah, the underage drinking laws don't help.
1: What cop can look you in the eye with a straight face and say, I never tried a sip of alcohol before
0: I was 21?
1: (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous.
0: When we come back, we will talk about five popular safety measures that don't make you any safer from crack.com. You can call in and control the show at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
8: Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's heavy hundred list. That's the hundred most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com for out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you can control by calling 1-800-259-9231. You can also check out bbs.freetalklive.com where you can... Just talk with other Free Talk Live listeners about all sorts of things, things that we're talking about on the show or anything else you want to talk about. It's a great, a great internet forum. Uh, how soon do you want to start teaching that child special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children. Uh, our favorite co-host, or, or second favorite co-host, Mark, <laughs> reads it all the time to his favorites. son, Jack. <laughs> Mark reads it to his son, Jack, all the time. It's kind of like Rothbard meets Dr. Seuss. It's a simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples and order today. 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code of FTL, an island called Liberty, at freemarketunderdog.com. So this is your host, Dale. And Nick.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And again, you can call in and control the show at any time by calling one 800 259 Ninety-two thirty-one, and we would love to hear from you, uh, Stephanie. We were talking about getting carded when you're not even buying alcohol. Yeah, this is it's kind of being a... in the presence of someone buying alcohol, or being you know waving to someone across the store if you're buying alcohol. Or, uh, you know,
1: yeah, it's it's such a pet peeve of mine because okay, um, like for those who know me, I guess I am not an alcohol drinker. I just don't enjoy drinking alcohol. Never have, so uh, so I don't do it, but. You know, oftentimes I'll be going to the grocery store with a friend like we're cooking dinner and the friend is buying a bottle of wine or something like that. I mean, it's never a ridiculously large amount of booze either. It's, it's usually like one bottle of wine or a six pack of beer or something like that. And I'll go through the line with a friend and the the cashier will say oh you know i need to see your id too with this like authoritative tone like almost like they've become an agent of the state you know i need to see your
0: id <laughs> <laughs> well you know i some people enjoy that like they like feeling like they're in a position of of, of keeping people in line in a position oh, of authority yeah. it just starts from it starts from grammar school when some kids get to be patrols and they get to wear that sash <sighs> I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you guys had it in your schools, but in Georgia, the hall monitor. A, yeah, the hall monitor. <laughs> we were called patrols. Oh my I, I think goodness. we were called patrols. So we had an, a we bright not, orange sash. We that, didn't that, have with the a hall badge Nazi. on it.
1: That's like the Milgram. I was like one. the the Stanford <laughs> a, prison
0: experiment. <laughs> I was a patrol. Uh, it, the funny thing, I had just changed to this new school, and I was getting really good grades. And one of the patrols left because it, this is, It was like the seventh year. The the, uh, the, the seventh grade students were the patrols because this was in 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 Georgia. Where I grew up, there were three schools. You had grammar, you had middle school, and you had high school. Uh And grammar was one through seven. Middle was like eight through... No, so you didn't have middle school. Some people have middle school. We didn't. We had one through seven, and then immediately eight through 12 Uh, for high school. So seventh grade was when you got to be patrol. And I had just started a new school in the seventh grade. So I I didn't ever really have an opportunity to, to be a patrol, except that I was doing really good grades and everything. And I got pulled aside and said, "So, what do you think about possibly, if you were asked to be a patrol? How would you feel about that? And Of course, it's like, Wow, Oh could be one it's of those kids that bosses everyone around you know you, well Aww. and you know, <laughs> 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 and uh uh you I know, wish I, uh, Brett from School Sucks was here tonight he." <laughs> <laughs> And us. just because someone was moving, one of the patrols was moving or something, and I ended up taking her place. And you get badges, and there's a few a few higher-ranking patrols, like the captain of the patrol. Wow. Or oh, my God. I had, I had had,
2: see, we did not have this in school.
0: I had a crush on a going. girl in seventh grade. I had a crush on the captain of the was patrols. That the first and last She time. was kind of dykey. <laughs> She's a little bit dykey. So that, like, but balanced it out? I don't know. I mean, she had, like, short red hair, I remember. And I had a crush on the captain of the patrols. And she knew it, too. She knew I had a crush on her and everything. And, but anyway. And she'd boss you around. Yeah. <laughs> Not, well, it's kind of, actually. You know what? Oh, boy. Well, talk about authoritarian attitudes and people enjoying being in a position of authority. I, I had a, I, I lived at an apartment complex and there was this, this courtyard area right at the beginning at the entrance of the complex where the bus would stop to pick up everyone from that complex. We had quite a few kids that would get picked up at that stop. Uh-huh. So it was a good 10, 15 kids maybe. And uh, and she was on the bus by the time. She was like the first one to get picked up and the last one to get dropped off or, or, or something like that. I can't remember exactly how that worked. And, and she saw them and she said to me one day, she said, Dale, those kids are awfully unruly. at that. <laughs> when they're waiting for the bus this is this is my 7th grader this is a 7th grader you know so i can't remember Busy her exact body and words training. i can't remember her exact words but it was something to that effect you know they 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 you know they're running around they're not behaving and, and there was never any problem you know it's not like they weren't getting on the bus when it pulled up everyone would go and get on the bus she says, you should keep the, you should make them stand in line or you wait you for the should bus make or whatever. Them. Oh, yeah, you need to you know you goodness. need to you know you're a patrol, uh from the moment you, you know, start whatever, even at the bus stop, you know, you're a patrol. I'm like, uh, okay. And so I'm getting orders <laughs> oh. from the higher ups. You, you were know, a
2: Nazi, weren't to, you? Yeah, you made the yeah. children. No, line I hated up. This. He was just I doing was, his job. No, I didn't Following <laughs> <the> orders <horrible laughs> <laughs>
0: patrol. I saw a kid chewing gum and and I saw a kid like it, Walking down the uh, hall, and he pulls a piece of gum out, God. and What looks right at me, He holds my gaze, and sticks the piece of gum in his mouth and starts chewing it, and I didn't do anything. I'm just like, um, I'm supposed to stop that you're not supposed to be chewing gum. You know, I'm <laughs> thinking it, but I, I didn't do anything. Was he one of those kids who oh, liked, never did anything. looked like he was just going to beat you up if you tried? Oh, he wasn't. I mean, he was a little kid. He couldn't have, you know, he couldn't have threatened me in any way, but it was he one of those things I had to, to be man. an authoritarian <laughs> uh you know douche and uh and i just didn't have it in me i guess um what happened you know.
1: to the girl who was the head patrol did she end up in like student government and then end up on some city council or something
0: <laughs> did she move to keen i don't know i can't re- i don't know I, I don't recall i don't think she went on to i don't recall seeing her at high school so i don't know what happened about that but yeah. um, but but yeah um so the programming starts early it I mean, does start early. People I, like being in that position. I, I think people and, and like I, it,
2: but I, th- I, think, I think in the case of like a store clerk, being, I think part of it is they're told, you have to ask everybody. If you see two young people coming through or, or somebody who looks underage going through with somebody who looks like they're over 21, you have to ID both of them because it's a law. Like if, if their manager has told them that, I would presume that they're yeah. just told, you have to do it. Or something vague like that. They or have, they have like no it, reason to question what their right. manager says. Right. They're not going to go look it There's just up this or, chain of people not questioning. So they end up in trying to be this vigilante enforcing laws that don't even exist instead of just saying, it's store policy.
1: Well, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I, so there were a couple times <laughs> where this happened and I was going through a line with a friend and got and they asked me for my ID when I wasn't buying anything. I mean, we were even checking out separately. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes when you check out separately, they don't do it. But then right. sometimes they do just because they saw you talking or or whatever. Uh,
0: it's so ridiculous. And I I I remember just I walked in the store. I didn't even. Uh, yeah, I remember. I walked in the store with a friend. Yeah. And I didn't even have my ID on me. And I drove. I had forgotten. I didn't. I was driving uh-huh. without it because I had forgotten my ID. Ooh, and I, I just then rubble. realized it. And I was like, uh, and I was like, I didn't even have it in the car. I couldn't even go out and get it or whatever. And I was I walked in with someone. I didn't even hang out with them or anything. And uh, and sure enough, like they were gonna, they would not sell him alcohol. They no. would not sell him out al- because I could not show him ID. Mm, I had just, I, I, I mean, you well, know, I didn't even talk to him inside. Or uh, anything. It's, it's but they saw those, us come out of the same car. You know, you so. see, I've
2: I've caught the flip side of this. I mentioned it during the break, but uh, here in New Hampshire, I've actually had it, and it probably works the same way some other places. But I've had it where I was actually over the age of eighteen, but I went to buy cigarettes for myself, and th- I was just asked if i was over the age of 18 they didn't actually ask me it was a small country store my parents owned a convenience store and they used to do the same thing the idea being that at least this is my understanding i'm not a lawyer so i'm not giving legal advice but that at least in the state of new hampshire if they're do, conducting a sting operation the police are and they're having somebody who's underage go in to make the purchases then the, the law actually says you can't sell to people who are underage. It's not quite so picky about the carding. So if they ask somebody who's conducting a sting, are you old enough to buy this? Are you 18? Are you 21? If they answer no, or if they answer, they're not going to answer no because they'll say, oh, well, you don't have your ID and you're not old enough? Well, you can't have it. If they answer, yeah, I'm over the age, well, either they're lying and they're actually an underage person, or they're telling the truth. So if they're lying and they're actually an underage person the sales, the transaction's completed, well, Essentially, what they've just done is committed entrapment. If they are actually over the age of majority, then they haven't broken any law because they're old enough to buy.
0: Right. So, I mean, I've seen
2: this done a few times. It's
0: not a very good sting operation if you actually have an old old enough person doing it. But it's an interesting
2: way. It's sort of the other end of it. It's a thing you don't hear about being done very much, but it's sort of one of the loopholes where, well, you're supposed to ID, but really, if you ask them, that's how you beat the stings.
0: Yeah. yeah, you could well, still get
2: busted if, you do, if they lie and they're not working for a sting and it gets caught on camera or something. I guess that's the impetus to ID. But.
0: So coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about the five popular safety measures that don't make you any safer. This is by Robert Evans. Uh, and uh, it would be interesting, one of the first ones is airport security measures. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about that. I always feel safer
2: when someone makes me take my shoes off makes yeah. me feel like I'm walking into somebody's home. It's warm and cozy, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, you, I feel warm and cozy. And I to smell 200 other people's off. feet. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I feel like I'm being attacked by the foot odor.
0: Uh, <laughs> you are, in some cases. So, um, that'll be coming up. Uh, safety measures that don't make you any safer. Uh, you can also call in and talk about anything you like. This is Free Talk Live, nationally syndicated talk radio that you can control. Call 1-800-259-9231. this is free talk live nationally syndicated talk radio that you can control by calling 1-800-259-9231 you can also check out our webcam that shows what's going on right here in the live studio. You can see us picking our noses and all kinds of fun stuff. We're not Cam actually stop picking, picking your nose noses. Down. <laughs> you might go to, go to cam.freetalklive.com. That also will take you to the chat room where you can be chatting with other listeners of the show. This is yet more free content on the Free Talk Live website. Other stations charge for content. Free Talk Live gives all kinds of content away for free. So check out cam.freetalklive.com. This is your host, Dale. And Nick.
2: And Stephanie. And Free Talk Life is also brought to you by freedomsphoenix.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we all have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. going out to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the Free Daily Dispatch. That's
0: freedomsphoenix.com. Freedom's Phoenix also has a great podcast that plays on the Liberty Radio Network, which you should check out.
2: Oh, a live show, yeah. It's a lovely news site. It was used on Free Talk Live pretty heavily for a long time before the Free Talk Live website actually started to have its own news feed.
0: Yeah, it's it's great for for material to talk about. So I uh, have promised to talk about the five popular safety measures that don't actually make you any safer. Safer. It's so hard to think logically about safety. We figure that any time our health or the safety of our children is at stake, it's better safe than sorry. Our safety is too (laughs) important for logic. Damn it. (laughs) Unfortunately, this leads to a whole lot of well-publicized and expensive safety measures that are often worthless or downright dangerous, like... Do you remember? Airport security. That's right. Number five, airport security measures. After 9-11, we knew that stopping terrorism would take a bold, creative strategy, one flexible enough to adapt quickly to changes in tactics. How about this? Let's find every person who's shown even the slightest criminal tendency and bar them from ever getting on a plane. Or people who just have the same name as... <laughs> well, there you go. So <laughs> like... how, how well you think this works? So, And, and this is the no-fly list. Oh. It's estimated to have around one million names, but nobody knows for sure... Keeping the list secret is a matter of national security, so the only way to find out if you're on it is to be detained in the airport (laughs) or in the air. For instance, in 2005, a 747 flight from Amsterdam to Mexico was turned back before it could reach its destination. The reason? Two of the plane's passengers were on the no-fly list, and the flight crossed over U.S. airspace. Well, better safe than sorry, right? But while those two anonymous passengers were terrifying enough to ban from flying over America, they weren't enough of a threat to be worth arresting. There's a reason security expert Bruce Schneer <laughs> described the no-fly list mm-hmm. as a list of people so dangerous they cannot be allowed to fly under any circumstance, yet so innocent we can't arrest them even under the Patriot Act. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, the Patriot Act's pretty been, powerful, too.
1: There have been a lot of cases of mistaken identity, too. I, like I remember there was some politician who ended up on the list somehow and of course I'm sure he probably pulled some strings to get himself removed well but, he's a pol- yeah a politician
0: yeah. someone else who got screwed the same way yeah wouldn't be able to pull those strings and oh
1: yeah you know. yeah if your name is John Smith and you know you're John Smith the regular guy so you don't get to take yourself off the no-fly list <laughs> you, you're just banished to uh, trains and buses for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah and that wasn't an isolated incident seven international flights have been diverted at a cost of roughly six point two five million and countless flights and passengers have been delayed. Homeland Security Affairs estimates the total cost of the list to our government at $100 million a year. But hey, fine. Yeah.
1: That's another thing. Like, do you ever think about how much time? I mean what is the cost
2: of all that time that's I wonder if they're figuring
0: that they, they may or may not actually no. be trying to figure that into those numbers. Right wasted no. man hours
2: of all the people on the flight that yeah. isn't really counted no. Oh, as No, I'm a sure cost. they're not
0: counting the, the customers. Not to the mention the inconvenience to the customers.
2: Not to mention the millions of man hours that have been spent standing in line at the airport, taking off your shoes at the airport, mm-hmm. getting there 2 hours I mean, these early. These things the government
0: afraid re- you're gonna never gonna really them. takes into consideration is 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 how much, you know, making anything that's troublesome and time consuming, and all the productivity. You know, how many of those people? How much is their time worth if they were at work producing something or yeah. whatever? I mean, what's not being produced? Right. Well, it's not just government. It's economy? not just
2: government. It's, it it's tends to be people in general when they're thinking about safety measures. They only think if they're told, "Well, we'll do this, and it'll make it less likely that." Planes will be hijacked, or whatever it is, kids being kidnapped, whatever, whatever the the risk is. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, but people don't look at the downside. What are the unintended consequences? What are the costs? If that's it saves that's you, know life. What, you you could stop know, car accidents note, by outlawing cars. <laughs> on that
0: note, there's also, uh, and that, but beyond just safety measures, for instance, I know a guy who does a lot of computer services. Uh-huh. He does like admin services and, and network service and, and you know server doing. The security measures on servers and mm-hmm. and and things like that. And uh, he works for someone, and he charges an hourly rate for his services. And his hourly rate is is fairly high. Uh-huh. You know th- that's an expensive yeah. uh, skill set, and so he's got a fairly high uh, hourly rate. And he tries to tell you know, uh, his client, you know, you need to get so and so software. I know, uh, you know, it's it, it, you know that you've got some really archaic software that's going to have problems. That's going to need a lot of servicing. And, uh, you know, you need to buy this other software that's, you know, it's $1,200. You know, you have to sell your your, your client, you know, to buy this $1,200 software or mm-hmm. $2,000 software. But don't you understand, you know, but he doesn't understand. Look, you're going to, you know, you, I will probably, you know, I'll spend 40 hours working on this in the next six months to a year. Yeah, you know, so how it much I mean, His billable more. hours go far beyond the cost of putting in some new software that won't take all that servicing. And so he doesn't see the cost-benefit analysis of spending that money and getting the, go ahead and get the good software. You know so you're yeah. not spending 40 hours on your yeah. admin guy. I mean
2: that's, that, that gets people do tend to be short-sighted. It's especially true of governments, but they're looking at the, the you know, which costs more? Can I buy the really it even boils down to things like buying the cheapest product? Do I buy the cheapest hammer at the store, even though it's really going to break after two weeks and I'm going to have to buy five of these a year? Or could I have spent three times as much on a hammer that would have lasted the rest of my life? Which was really more costly. So a lot of times people do have problems with being short sighted.
0: And then the other side of that is, I know a guy would buy like really expensive sunglasses and then keep losing his sunglasses. Oh, so at that point, yeah. you buy the cheap sunglasses. Right. <laughs> yeah, they they sometimes break, right. Yeah. But you're probably if you lose your glasses before they have time to break. Don't then, buy something you know, buy the that'll last ones. you the rest of your life
2: if you lose that <laughs> yeah. item about four or five times a year.
0: So it says, uh, you know, but hey, fighting terror, fighting terror isn't cheap. At least no terrorists are getting on planes. Well, unless you count those 11 terrorists in England with a sophisticated plot to blow up planes with liquid explosives. You know, the ones who are the reason you can't take a child-sized bottle of shampoo onto the plane anymore. None of them managed to stumble onto the no-fly list, even though they'd been under surveillance for more than a year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the fun part. So, yeah, yeah, that makes no sense. It turns out it's even possible to beat the no-fly list, even if the authorities aren't terribly incompetent. All a potential terrorist would need to to do is use a false name and get a fake ID. Security experts have also created boarding pass generators on the Internet to prove how worthless the whole system is. CBS was able to purchase tickets on three airlines and bypass security in five airports using a $150 fake license. Not that most terror-inclined individuals would even need a fake ID... Uh, The no-fly list is filled with tons of dead people and foreign politicians, along with small children and marine veterans, but is surprisingly light on real terrorists. Christmas Day underwear bomber Umar Farouk Abdul... Abdul Mutalab, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, bought a one-way flight from Lagos to Detroit by way of Amsterdam and paid in cash. Mm. Umar's own father called US officials several times in the months before the flight, warning them that his son had terroristy plans. <laughs> Umar, who didn't get the plane to crash because the bomb in his pants wouldn't go off, never made it onto the no-fly list.
1: That's another thing like you you know mm. you have trouble buying one-way flights sometimes like yeah. I, I remember, like, uh, you know, one of my friends was arranging a trip and just wanted um, a one-way ticket because uh, he didn't know, like, when he was going to be able to come back or what Rudy wanted to take. And he he, he was having a lot of trouble getting the one-way ticket um, because, you know, that, that flagged him as a terrorist suspect somehow, you know.
2: Like yeah. terrorists care about spending. I mean, if, 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 yeah. if you were going to conduct a suicide <laughs> mission that involved hijacking a plane— I doubt that you're going to try to save the money. I mean, you're yeah. killing yourself, so spending a couple hundred extra dollars to get the round-trip ticket, it doesn't seem like that's going to be an obstacle to somebody on a suicide mission.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And now if you think, you know, well, that's why we have scanners, right? But uh, that bomber would not have been stopped by the scanners that they spent $165 million to install. So, uh, But everybody again,
1: else is just nude under the TSA gaze.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. $165 million worth of body scanners, and that wouldn't have stopped the terrorists either. So uh, this is Free Talk Live. You can call in and take over the show at any time by calling 1-800-259-9231.
4: FreeTalk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the radio show where you can control the show by calling in at 1-800-259-9231. You can also check out our website full of all kinds of free content, including promote. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and see various ways that that you can help promote the show. Uh, This is your host, Dale. And Nick. And Stephanie. And we were talking about the five popular safety measures that don't actually make you any safer. And uh, we got a, we've got a call, so I think we'll take a break from that to, uh, to go to our caller, our caller Ed in Tennessee. Ed, what did you want to talk about tonight?
10: Uh, how are you, uh, you all doing?
0: <laughs> we all hey, are doing uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's just on your mind?
10: Fine. <laughs> uh, I just uh, wanted to uh, let you know that the USA Today had the front page story. Did y'all see that by any chance?
0: I have not seen it. Neither have I.
10: Okay. It's about uh, for cops, citizen videos increased scrutiny but it tells a story it, uh, i don't know how to pronounce this guy's name diop Camus. have you ever heard of him
1: no, no. why don't you mm-hmm. give okay. us a rundown
10: L- listen to this. this guy's been filming cops for two decades he's 52 year old 52 years old his father got roughed up in a traffic stop mm. so ever since then he's been filming and uh anyway it's a front page story today in usa today but uh, I read just a few paragraphs
2: but
0: interesting yeah i mean it's, a, it's
2: unfortunate but it's actually illegal to film police officers in many parts of the country yeah. you know there was it's a ruling <laughs> there was
0: a i, I think there, there been was there was for 20 years there was a court ruling uh, i believe it was a, a federal maybe it was a federal district court i'm trying to i can't remember the uh, exactly but it was um there was a ruling that that is un, that that was considered unconstitutional That to, to oh the wiretapping laws right we're trying to apply wiretapping laws uh, mm. To filming police officers, basically his his statement was there. The, the, the general there, just there was recently.
2: A a, there, I don't know that there was recently a ruling in the state of Maryland uh, that because somebody had been arrested for filming, um, he, he actually had a helmet cam on. He was riding a motorcycle and it recorded a traffic stop where a, an off undercover off duty Maryland state trooper pulled out in front of him and cut him off and then pulled him over. Um, and then oh, I pulled yeah. a gun
0: on him and all kinds yeah. of
2: crazy and, stuff. And he was facing, him telling it was a cop. You and know? he yeah. faced he faced about he was facing sixteen or seventeen years in prison because in Maryland it's a fairly serious felony. Well, and because
3: he
1: filmed something that was embarrassing, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But that was a, that was a great court ruling. It's not too often you get one that's just just on the money like that. that right. Was, uh, but that was, know, <laughs>
2: unfortunately, that one only applies in Maryland. If
0: I don't believe so, I believe that was a federal judge that said that. Than my it understanding may, it may have been that would be a positive. I, I, I believe, that was, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I think, I think it was a federal president. don't qu- precedent, excuse me. I think it was a federal precedent. If it was the federal president, that would be Obama. but don't quote me on that, here, but I think so.
10: What it says here's Illinois, Maryland, and Massachusetts. Some police have responded by trying to limit such recordings when they believe these recordings interfere with police action. Right. But it doesn't say there's a law. It says in he uh, so was charged with felony violations of Maryland's wiretapping law. Yeah, I see they this tried to play. Yeah.
1: In and Massachusetts, here, it's a felony, too.
3: Uh,
10: this guy here, Lieutenant Robin Larson, says all of our people should be conducting themselves like they're being recorded all the time.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it was the app- it was a misapplication of the wiretapping law was essentially what the judge was saying. Was okay, that, yeah, good. you know, wiretap? The wiretapping law was not intended for that. It's just a lot of cops because they don't want to be recorded try to apply uh, it. You know, right?
10: I don't understand how they can even make that case. You know, anywhere in the city council or anywhere from the people because you know, as you, uh, they work for us.
1: Well, and one of the funniest the things well. too is that like <laughs> usually cops are <laughs> right. cops are recording everything when they're doing a traffic stop. They have a they have a little camera on. You know, they, they can do. record, but you can't. You know? I, I don't
10: right. understand why the, why we the people can't you know take them to court on that saying why I didn't record it why why are we going to believe you anymore when we got recordings? I do you I do want to ask
0: you about I wanted to ask you about this you said they work for us have you ever tried firing them?
10: <laughs> well, I mean you know uh, yeah well
3: what
0: it is, I know what you mean there's, but <laughs>
10: there's no uh, uh uh people are not involved in politics and the reason why you know is, I don't know if you have thought about this but. In the you know everybody says the founding father days whatever, but in those times there wasn't any television and all these uh, uh, movies and sports and doing all this stuff. Everybody was into politics. Have y'all seen that book? That well, I'm gonna you?
2: I'm gonna argue with you there though. Actually, I don't okay. think that was the case. I,
10: well, everybody read.
2: A lot Mostly of people read, but, but I don't think. Work. I think it's I think it's somewhat. I I, I think you're. You're taking a very. I'm not saying this to put you down personally because it's very common. I, you know, it's a very common sentiment. And it's one that I held at one point, but it's it's sort of like a picture book history view of it. Really, if if you look at the standards of the day, certainly when there was a revolution taking place and a lot of turmoil around that period, that was certainly the case. But people pretty quickly, e- even then, most of the people who are deeply involved, you're actually talking about maybe ten, twenty percent of the population was heavily involved in, you know, the minutiae of, the, of, of well, the politics.
10: Well, from what, what I'd argue with you there, that uh, you can see the newspapers and the pamphlets and everything that were written then compared to now. And, like, you know, the research shows that people that get their news off the net, they only look at it maybe, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, it's over, gone. People that read newspapers, they're, they're much more informed. The newspaper. Didn't,
1: didn't you just Look say that There's you read book. the first two paragraphs of the news of the article that you were talking about from a, a magazine? <laughs> it what, ma'am? Uh, didn't, I didn't understand. Were you calling? Uh, you called about the, the wiretapping article in USA Today that was a front page, and didn't you say that you didn't read the whole thing?
10: Yeah, just, just the article. Yeah, I just saw it. I'm a contractor. I had to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't time to read it today, but oh, I got yeah. the paper, and I will read it. It's sitting... You want to hear it?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> no that's okay. <laughs> uh, you did a good summary, I though. I haven't yeah. read it
10: yet, but I try to read, like, you know, three or four, five, six newspapers a day.
0: Yeah, I think I'll the writing of the, the period was well, like, I probably better. I probably
10: not made it to it, but believe me, I will read it.
0: <laughs> I understand. And, I, and yeah. I see where you're getting at, and I understand when you say that they work for us, and then that's that's what we're told. But uh, I think that well, and so you, you you will find very quickly that that's really not the case. And they scoff at you of, if you say, I pay your salary. Oh, that's
10: yeah. because of no involvement from the people. Look at it. I don't know if it's a no no, lack I mean, of involvement. You know get, involvement. It's it's really involved. Involved. get really involved Nobody's
0: in trying there. to get that officer fired. I think it's a, account, a <laughs>
2: lack of accountability is a problem. The system as it's been designed is not – you can become very involved. And if, if – it's a big if, which seldom ever happens. Well. If you had enough people become very much involved, and you could force changes, in, especially in a small town, sure, it's highly unlikely that you'll get that many people. The problem is, it's a it's a system that's very it's very difficult. You basically would have to go through a lot of trouble to force out. Bad administrators that's, in that's schools. Or, well,
0: think about... Sorry.
10: Congress is sold. It's, uh, well, I'm not even talking about Congress. And, and never mind Congress.
0: Basically. You had an experience... Let's say you had an experience with a police officer who totally... Behaved unprofessionally. I know that never happens, except in very rare cases. Never. Sorry, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> it happens all the time. Right. But, but let's say you have this police officer who, bla- who behaved incredibly unprofessionally uh, in yeah, a way I, that I, in, I, you, on your job, would get fired. Tell me, if you had a community that was really involved politically, what is it going to take to get that guy fired? Seriously, well, had, is that is that a reasonable fire expectation? Makers.
10: Hey, we've had a couple fight here, but listen to this. Well, we, you know what? We're going to break, Ed. I'm going to okay. have
0: to call in uh, again soon, and we'll talk some more about it. Um, this is uh, – thank you for the call, Ed. Uh, you can call in at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You are listening to Free Talk Live, the talk radio station, where you, a talk radio show where you can control the show by calling one 800 259 You can also check out, uh, go to amazon.freetalklive.com for all sorts of goods, all sorts of goods that you can order, and uh, it won't cost you any more, but some of your, a portion of your purchase will go to support this show, which helps spread the message of liberty all across the country, and a little bit internationally as well. We have some international listeners because it is an internet show, um...
1: Go to HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com.
0: In a moment, we're going to be getting back to the five popular safety measures that don't really protect you, that don't really make you any safer. Uh, um, uh, in the, la- the last caller, um, Ed, was t- we, he brought up the idea that, you know, they work for us, the cops and the bureaucrats at the city hall and so on and so forth. They work for us, right? So can, that means you can just fire them if they're being bad, right? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> I, I kind of wish I had kept Ed on. I'm, I'm regretting it now that I, we, 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 ended, we disconnected. I would have liked to have kept, kept him on and talk about this a little further. But, um, but you know, I, I really would like for people to think about if there's, if there's a bad bureaucrat, local. Not even, let's not even talk about, you know, some big up bureaucrat up in some federal office somewhere. But just some local bureaucrat. Uh, just think about what it takes to you know let's say a cop who uh says is is behaving very unprofessionally mm-hmm. uh and uh and, and and frankly it happens a lot go to go to copblock.org Indeed. I believe it is yeah. uh, on uh, on almost daily block. basis if if not more if if not a daily basis um you've got stories coming out all the time these are just the ones that are being reported but a lot of times on you know recorded uh on video and so forth of cops behaving Totally unprofessionally. And that's just, those are just the power. ones that are
1: recorded. I mean, exactly.
0: Imagine. The ones, and the ones that are uh, recorded and, and, and or reported. Right. You know, cause I mean, most of the times people, you know, um, they, they just want to get it over with and they want to get back to their lives. They're not mm-hmm. going to, most of the stuff, who knows how much is not being reported. Yeah. And it's, it's not it, it, just, uh, you know, just imagine the steps you have to take. Even if you have a really involved community that's very politically active, yeah. the steps you'd have to take to get that person fired. That uh, that was
1: another thing that Ed brought up that I kind of took issue with. I mean, he he was saying like, oh, well, you have to get all these people and then have them all care about politics and get them com- <laughs> like politically active in the community. Meanwhile. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, I, just look at what... And he was also saying that people who don't read newspapers are uninformed. Well, I really beg to differ with that because recently there was just this example, um, baby Cheyenne, the baby that was uh, taken from a couple by the state... Um, in response to allegations of uh, some kind of neglect or abuse, but on the the paperwork that was providing the uh, reasoning for taking the baby, they cited um, the 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 father's involvement in oath keepers, which is like a uh, it's not a militia, but they said it was. But anyway, so people heard about that by the internet, um, by blogs, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Ridley Report, and all kinds of other. Internet-based news sources, and there were protests that were spontaneously organized. There were, um, you know, calls to these various. There's no
0: way you could follow that in the newspaper, right? No
1: way, <laughs> or no way that you could organize people with paper. I mean, yeah, just I think about how slow paper is. Anyone, to the who, Internet. If, you're,
0: if you're attached to newspapers, um, cut the cord because yeah. they are dying. <laughs> I'm sorry, newspapers are old media. They're going to oh, die. Yeah. They're they're struggling. As it is, the I think big they're newspapers. already dead. And they're the old media format—I
2: mean, that format is available online. So I mean, there's nothing. There's That's nothing true. cheaper about the. Yeah. Uh, for some people, I think there's sort of like this snobbery about reading something in electronic format versus paper. Which personally, I have about books, I and mean, I don't think I'll ever have a Kindle. But <laughs> right. the information's the same. I mean, I can read a story from the New York Times by buying the New York Times and reading it on a page, sure. or I can read it. On my computer, right, and it's the same information, but with the internet and
0: with the media, it's cheaper too. Is is it cheaper to, to subscribe online than to get a paper delivery? Especially Uh, if you're not in New York,
2: yeah, I I believe it is.
0: Uh, It would make sense for it to be. I'm sure that you know it's free for them practically to just add subscribers to their website. If you're not a subscriber,
2: it's more pricey. Like I know, I think the Times is one of those websites where a lot of times, like you'll get you'll get teased with like the opening paragraph of a really good article, right? And then they'll say, "Oh, click here either to subscribe or." Pay one twenty five to finish the article yeah and, and you're going to how many people sure. do that right I mean. well,
0: they're really struggling too i even the New York Times, I understand is really struggling and if it's a paper a paper like the new york times is is struggling that, that's the, mm-hmm. that that lets you know this medium is on its way out, yeah. and then there's so many there's so much um new media that is instantly updated and rapid and and uh that's out there. And it can be just as thorough. And the thing about books, of course, that book doesn't have to be updated constantly. The book is, the book is a, an unchanging format. It's an unchanging right. media that, that stays the same. So printing it out in a book form is great. You know, it's still good. It's, it's going to be popular for a long time. It's a familiar interface that everyone likes, you know.
1: I still um, prefer so. eBooks. I mean. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, and one of the reasons is because so many of them have free content, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Um, like I've Do you read- have Kindle?
1: Um, no, I don't have a Kindle, but I do read um, PDF books on my just on my computer. I mean, okay. maybe that's leading to eye strain or something. But so what? I already wear glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let's go on a little more about these uh, ridiculous safety measures that aren't really making anyone any safer. Safety. In uh, those scanners we were talking about—they also have done nothing to detect the failed 2006 liquid bomb plot or the 2005 London train bombing. I can't even detect objects stuffed inside the body. For a visual example, check out this video. Well, we can't obviously show people the video. This is a radio show. <laughs> but of a rotund German uh, man besting a full-body scanner, the machine caught his pocket knife, cell phone, and microphone. But it didn't notice the armload of chemical bomb components he was carrying. Oh. Where, so, was, where was he carrying it under his arm? Because he was it says, an arm, it says an arm load. I think they they must be in his sleeves or something. I'm guessing it's hard for oh. me to tell from this picture, but or he's that. holding them in his hand or something.
1: Well, the next step. I mean, obviously these aren't working. These these body scanners. I guess we're just going to have to institute, you know, uh, body cavity searches.
0: That's the yeah, only, right. That's body. the only we're vibe option. We're just going to have to keep doing like really desperate measures that don't actually do anything, but make people feel like we're you know it, it, we're yeah. look busy. We look busy. Oh. That's the important thing, right?
1: Yeah, it's to it look like very, you're doing something.
0: Right, it's security. Th- security theater is largely what it is. Yeah. I, I like that term. I security call it a theater. security
1: placebo. <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's a security placebo. Security theater, making people a mental masturbation that makes you feel better. Yeah. It isn't actually accomplishing anything. Any, accomplishing anything. So yeah, uh, you can call in one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We're going to go on to number four: anti lock brakes and bike helmets. This is a, this is some fascinating stuff. Mm. Uh, safety equipment on vehicles creates a kind of weird catch 22. On one hand, you can show in the laboratory that anti-lock brakes do make cars stop faster. Bicycle helmets do protect a skull when it hits the pavement. But when you factor in the element of human behavior, namely the fact that most of us are insane <laughs> and much of that goes out <laughs> the window. It starts with something called the Pelz, the Peltzman effect. Which Almighty Wikipedia defines as the hypothesized tendency of people to react to a safety regulation by increasing other risky behavior, oh. offsetting some or all of the benefit <laughs> of the regulation.
1: That makes total sense, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's been cited with seatbelt laws as well. It, absolutely. People drive less safe when they're they when they're they're belted in. Right. Yeah. When they're belted in, they drive less safe. There have been significant studies on this. Uh, this fits in with what the uh, people feel sort of immortal with that belt on. They feel like, oh, I'm safe. <laughs> I can drive like a maniac. Woo! Wow. <laughs> uh, and, 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 funny, and then they're just more likely an, to be in an accident, you know.
1: As an aside, like cars are one of the most dangerous things, but like people worry about planes crashing and,
0: mm-hmm. you know, these,
1: these really, un- and terrorist attacks and these really unlikely things. Um, yeah, when most of them are driving a, lo- a significant portion of it's their more day. Theatric.
0: The guy with the bomb getting <laughs> on the plane—they've seen movies about they that. Want to think yeah, about it, but movies about die. car accidents aren't you yeah. know, or diabetes and heart disease. I and mean, right. most oh, of the things that yeah.
2: could, could be contributors to early death in the U.S. there's,
0: or, a, there's no massive explosions no. or anything like that to keep things you know exciting. It's usually, just a health problem. So, yeah, it fits in with what the Highway Loss Data Institute learned about anti-lock brakes. Tenure studies showed no reduction in the frequency or severity of crashes due to anti-lock brakes. So when we come back, we're going to find out why. Why these anti-lock brakes that do make your car stop better, how come they didn't re- reduce the severity of crashes? Mm. So we'll find, that, uh, find out about that when we come back. You can call in at 1-800-259-9231, and your calls always come first on Free Talk Live. Uh, we will be back in a moment. This is Free Talk Live, the radio station, the radio show where you can call in and control the show. One 9231 five nine ninety two thirty one. We're in the final segments of the show. Uh, there's still time for your calls. If you call right now, again, that's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can also visit our website, where there's lots of free content, uh, including amp uh, sorry amp You can find out how you can help support getting the liberty of message out through Li- Free Talk Live uh three dollars as little as three dollars a month will help spread the message of ftl that money's used to uh to um market and promote the show
1: advertise market advertise yeah. market I, prefer, I forgot the a for a moment thank you Stephanie. It's just
3: oomph.
0: <laughs> so this is free talk live i'm your host dale and nick and stephanie and we are talking about the five popular safety measures that don't actually make you any safer and we were just talking about anti-lock brakes, and why don't anti- why haven't anti-lock brakes reduce severity of crashes? Because that's what they're supposed to do. That's what, and they seem to do it well. Mm-hmm. But a person in an ABS vehicle actually has a forty-five percent greater chance of dying in a single vehicle crash than someone without ABS. Hmm. Uh, why would that be? Science's explanation: unskilled drivers driving more aggressively thanks to their false sense of security. Uh, I've also heard this about, my, my mechanic has told me this about Subarus who have, that have all-wheel drive, by the way. A lot of people feel like they're safer huh. because of all-wheel drive. Like uh, I'm not a mechanic. Like so it's I'm,
2: magic. It's, it's magic if you, I've well, heard this.
0: <laughs> well, listen, it doesn't, it, having all-wheel drive doesn't help you stop better.
2: Right. Having it all-wheel helps drive you helps you
0: not get stuck in the snow. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, that's very useful, don't get me wrong. And I'm thrilled <laughs> to have it in New Hampshire, and I live on top of a hill. Yeah, So on you kind of, a really it's kind snowy day, if they haven't cleared the roads but yet, I've, it's nice to have.
2: I've seen people – I have seen – if you're not somebody who lives where you get snow very much, if you're in you know the, the deep south, you probably haven't seen this too much because everybody drives like this from the footage I've seen if you're not accustomed to driving in snow. But when it snows, there are some people who believe that if they have a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive vehicle, that means it's reasonable to go 55 miles an hour in the <laughs> snow. And they're just right. blowing by people – in in lighter cars because they are driving a truck well I'm sorry but it it doesn't really help you that much it doesn't no, no. It, no. and if you need to stop no. you're not going to be able to
0: well it's certainly an all wheel drive Means it helps you go; it doesn't help you stop. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so so yes, you will be able to to trudge through in a Subaru. You're, you're you know you, I've heard some stories about people trudging through thick snow in their Subaru mm-hmm. and being able to get through and get to their house on a really tough driveway up a hill and things like that. It's, it seems great for that, but but I have been told, and I'm not a mechanic myself. It's kind of like the lawyer disclaimer. <laughs> I am not a lawyer, so I am not giving legal advice. I am not a mechanic, and I am not giving mechanical advice. But I have been told, I have heard hearsay. That, it, that all-wheel drive uh, does not make you safer. Uh, and so, it, again, it helps you go. It doesn't help you stop necessarily. And so the, basically there's a false sense of security associated with anti-lock brakes. So likewise, there are multiple studies showing that bicycle helmets in the long run don't actually reduce the number of injuries. In 2006, a researcher in Bath, England, posted up the results of a study showing that when bicyclists wear safety equipment like helmets, people in cars are more like, likely to hit them. Hmm. A scientist test subject oh. found that motorists came an average of 3.35 inches closer to his bike when he rode protected. The sight of the safety gear turned off the common sense part of the brain.
1: But 3.35 inches? is I mean, is that really mm. a huge difference? Well... I could see if it, it was like a foot closer, but... Nah,
0: maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's
2: minor, but it's, I mean... It, that's slightly slightly that might be dangerous. a big difference when yeah. there's not that
0: much clearance to begin with. That's true. Uh, still, you'd think that in the long run, there'd have to be health benefits to head protection. After all, some countries like Australia have made helmets mandatory for all cyclists. A bunch of states in the U.S. have bike helmet laws, and the fight for helmet laws in other states rages on. Some people think it's a weird, uh, think it's weird that the government can tell you what kind of hat to wear during a certain activity. <laughs> but at least bike fatalities have gone down. They have gone down, right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Not according to science. Recent studies from Australia suggest that mandatory helmet laws have the opposite effect. Between 1982 and '89, prior to the helmet laws, the country saw its number of cyclists double. Uh, Bicyclists actually gave pedestrians a decent chance of outrunning the crocodiles and flying jellyfish. (laughs) You'd expect bike-related injuries and fatalities. I love all the stereotypes about Australia (laughs) that are totally ridiculous. You talk to people in Sydney about, you know, crocodile Dundee fables, and they're like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, You'd expect bike-related injuries and fatalities to have shot up during the same period. Instead, they dropped. Deaths plummeted by 48%, while injuries fell 33%. This seems a little counterintuitive until you account for human behavior. More people riding bikes leads to motorists who get used to sharing the road with them. But then in 1992, they passed the laws making bike helmets mandatory. It was a disaster. Mm. 1995 and 96 saw higher numbers of cyclist head injuries than any year prior to the law's passage. How is that possible? Well, the fashion consequences of mandatory helmets caused the women of Australia to stop cycling. Apparently, they valued the hair on their head more than the brain inside it. Since there, weren't, since there weren't any girls to impress, the boys stopped cycling, too. Huh. I think they're, I think they're like jumping to some clu- conclusions yeah, here about some of the details of this. That. But the important thing is people, when the bike helmets pass, people just stopped. Stopped riding their bikes. Cyclists uh, are rare. Motorists that. are less likely to be on the lookout for them, so there are more accidents. And to make it even worse, you lose the health benefits you were getting from cycling in total macquarie macquarie university found that australia's helmet laws cause as much as half a billion dollars in health related costs every year half a billion dollars it doesn't matter what kind of data you get from a helmeted crash test dummy a real human just doesn't want to look like a dork
1: (laughs) well okay so but with this (laughs) with this helmet thing um that's not to say that like you couldn't, as an individual, like this is all on a population level, right? Like they're, right. they're compiling huge amounts of data. So if you are bicycling and you're wearing a helmet... You're better you're, off as an individual
0: wearing that helmet. But yeah. the law saying you have to wear a helmet increased fatalities, reduced the number of cyclists, caused all kinds of health problems to the tune of half a billion dollars. Yeah. So there's a big difference between a personal decision about a safety factor and passing a law and saying you must do this
1: Mm, yeah that doesn't surprise me (laughs) yeah yeah unintended consequences
0: so guess what number three is we'll try to cover a little bit of this before Mm. the we're in there in a little bit of time remaining number three is sunscreen (laughs) this one was Uh, fascinating to me because i've heard a lot of horror stories about sunscreen that i really just didn't buy into
2: i've i've heard that the sun, some studies are now saying that the risk of skin cancer from long-term sun exposure is actually offset by other health benefits from sun
0: exposure. Right. Well, like, I that so there's may, that may argument be too of whether the, th- the sun is actually bad. Yeah, I may not be able to get to a lot of this. Fortunately, I've read this article already. Uh, uh, a lot of this is talking about that sunscreens aren't protecting you from the stuff that actually causes cancer. They might protect you from sunburn, but it's not like burning that, that immediate symptom of sunburn is not Uh, that closely related to the stuff that's causing cancer, which is related to, like, there's UVA and UVB Uh rays. Right. Well,
1: UVB, I think, uh, causes your skin to produce vitamin D, and vitamin D has been shown to have some, uh, you know, effects on the body that naturally, like, ramps up its anti-cancer responses. Right, and
2: it's also better production of vitamin D. Also, I believe it's been shown to lower... Um, heart rates of heart disease and heart attack.
4: Yeah. So there's some other and, health other benefits cancers.
2: there. So the 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 question that I've heard posed is, well, is it bad to get a lot of sun? Because for a long time we were told that we were all going to get skin cancer and die. But yeah. skin cancers aren't well, that. They're not that aggressive, and they're not you're not that likely to get it if you get a lot of sun, unless you're getting well, tons talk of about, peeling th- Well, burns.
0: getting some Some sun is good for you. You need some. But like getting a lot is still not good for well, you. Too much but, of anything. But what they're is saying is that bad. sunscreen isn't preventing it. So you really just need to moderate your time in the sun. It depends you know? on how dark or, where, or
1: light your skin is, you know. too, though, doesn't it? I mean, because
0: sure, you know. some people are a lot less prone to skin cancer than others. If yeah. you have natural skin coloring, you know, yeah. I always, I always tell people, I'm, you know, I'm so, I'm so Caucasian, I get skin cancer from a Florida postcard. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> well, and apparently some of them, some sunscreens have an additive called retinol, retinol vitamin A, palmitate, vitamin, vitamin a. a. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And it's been found by the FDA to speed up skin lesions and act as a photocarcinogenic. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know how many of them actually have that. It says 92% of, of them, them. Are, are completely ineffective for preventing skin cancer. Wow. 92%. And then on top of that, there's this additive that can actually speed up certain kinds of skin the cancers. The
2: SPF factors don't actually work the way they're <laughs> you're told, unless you're yes. applying them in the same way that they were applied in a government lab or in a test lab. Which is like lab. slathering it on really, right. really thick. I mean, If, if you <laughs> leave it troll. on so that it's white <laughs> and you don't actually rub it away, then you're probably using it to the FPF standard. If The way most people apply it, many people are only getting... If you're using SPF 30, you might only be getting SPF 4 protection, depends on how thick you put it on, but the, the, the standard for protection the, when they came up with it was, I forget, there's a certain amount of coverage per, you know, s- yeah, amount right. square put it inch.
0: Yeah, right. I heard story, uh, stuff about how to put it on, but they're saying that, that the SPF only measures its ability to block UVB radiation, not UVA. That's what uh-huh. I was talking about, the two different kinds. UVA is the kind that, that causes skin cancer, and that's not really blocking that at all most of the time, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, This is your host, Dale. (laughs) And Nick. And Stephanie. Uh, Join us again tomorrow night. And on Sunday night, I'll be hosting again the internet-only version of Free Talk Live that you can listen to at listen.freetalklive.com. Enjoy your weekend.